So do you record this on Pro Tools? Logic. Logic, okay. Yeah, you can put that mic up a little bit too. Uh, okay. Comfortable. Bro. We here. God. Is, is the fan cool? You get blown shit? That's right. fine. Yo, we really here, bro. Oh, God. Yeah, we, rolling. we rolling, too. Bet. How are you, bro? Thank you for fucking having me. First oh, and God. foremost. Hey, we here, y'all. Yo. Shout out to the Off-Road Podcast. We just real. teleported to L.A. Uh, we somewhere in Hollywood right now. We can't get an exact location. Close these. They dropping bonds on L.A. Welcome to the Off-Road Podcast. This is like a real special episode, man. Like... I'm sitting with produced by Turtle, videographer, producer, rapper. We can get into that. Um, facts, facts. Bro does a lot of shit, man. Um, we'll definitely get into all that. He was uh, nice enough to have us here in the crib in Hollywood. So we had to fly out. And we hope you guys enjoy this episode. This, this is the second episode of season two, too, bro. Facts. Bet, that's dope. So we moving, man. Season two, man. I, I got to ask that. you, how do you like season two? Like how how is this going for you? How do you like starting the podcast and already making it to season two? Like, yeah, so it's like it was really unnecessary. Was Even unnecessary. just ending season one and calling it season two, it could have just been a continuous thing. But I just felt like it was a uh, well. How many episodes y'all did? Fifty. So 50. It's, it's fifty. No, it's forty nine episodes Damn, y'all in season 50 one. Fifty episodes. Yeah, this this episode fifty one right here. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, you know, with the season one shit and like going into season two, I think it was just like. It's almost like a benchmark, like a marker, just For to sure, kind of yeah. see where we at with it and like the growth and, and shit like that. But it doesn't really matter. Season one, season two, same shit. The real nah, like, I didn't even tell you about the uh, the new show I'm working on. Did I tell you about that? Nah, what's up? What you working? I don't on? even want to talk about it. We gonna talk about that he off said, camera. I ain't tell you about it. Did just I know, tell you about it. Just know it's coming. This is how crazy Selmer is, y'all. That nigga just. Tease y'all right in front of y'all faces. Cause I watched the Off World podcast. I actually watched this shit. So now that's why it's just funny for me to be on here. But now we got a new show coming that we that I don't even know about. Y'all don't know about. So yeah, we're gonna get into that. it. Just know all I can say is it's gonna be a mobile show. Mm, that's fire. And um, bro, okay, bro is the first person to actually put in work while he's on the show. He's editing a video right now. You, you, all right, you wanna talk so, about who, who's it is or anything? Nah, like we ain't gonna talk about who it is, what it's for, none of that kind of shit. This is doing too much. But I will say, I did plan to be here on the podcast without this. But as y'all know, I be working, man. I gotta, you know, sometimes I might have to pull up and get this done while I do a podcast because why would I say no to either or? So this is what y'all get. And I'm still gonna be attentive and talk to y'all because it's just like having the homie here. You know what I'm saying? Like if I have my friends here, bro, I'm gonna talk to them niggas either way. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still gonna edit. I'm gonna do what I do. So ain't nothing new over do, here. Do a lot of things at once. For sure. That's kind of what, I, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about too, bro. It's like, for sure. just, um, you do a lot of shit, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm inspired by that because I feel like I'm one of those people, too, that I'm not, I don't like to put myself in a box of just doing one thing. You engineer, let don't me, you? Let me turn my gain up a little bit. You engineer, don't you? Yeah, I engineer most of my shit, too. That's fire. See, I knew that about you. So you engineer, you have a podcast, and you make music, right? What else do you do? Or is there anything else I'm, I'm not missing or some shit? My bad, my bad. We good? I think, I think we straight. Yo, yo. All right. Um, but yeah, bro, I engineer, I engineer most of my shit. Like I, I, I engineer for myself, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I engineer for a couple of, like some people too sometimes, but I, I'm more, I'm more doing that shit for myself. But yeah, I engineer, bro. I fucking rap, um, do this podcast and shit. I do electrical work. 
I, hey, I sell things this here and there. Rap, rap too. I feel like I have a talent in selling shit too. Oh yeah, you, you like I sold kitchen cutlery. I sold everything. I don't, you know, but that's crazy. My cousin used to sell that shit. Or I like, like I feel like any nigga who tells me they sell knives before, I don't trust. But I trust. I you sold though. knives. I know. Yeah, kitchen I, cutlery, high quality kitchen cutlery. Because y'all niggas keep me on the phone trying to convince me I need some knives. Like I don't even know. That's a talent though. That's how you know. That's a fucking weird talent. Like you can sell some knives to a nigga who don't need them. Like. <laughs> but yeah, bro, even like, yeah, like just with you, bro, like, what is, uh, what does that mean to you? Like, you know, even like Kanye kind of broke, we were talking about this on the phone, I think, like yeah. Kanye broke, kind of broke those barriers of like, Kanye, people could do one more than one thing or like. Yeah, so I'll say like this, it's a lot of people who did that too. I would like to say a lot of like, people got to understand hip hop, you know, you started a DJ, MC, it's kind of like one in the same, you know, a DJ might host a whole party full of hundreds of people yeah. and be like, you know, what's, what song they want to hear? He might, you know, start performing the record, even though he ain't even, you know, write the record. He might be getting them to engage with it. I feel like that's just like in the roots of hip hop to be very talented. Because if you look at hip hop, it was what? Breakdancing, graffiti, you know, rapping, freestyling. MCing, like all these things were just all the creative arts. So I'm truly a student of that, to be honest with you. And that's why, like, I started off by rapping. You know, I was young, I was rapping and shit. And then I got into doing music videos, even younger. So I tell people, I've been doing videos for two years. That's true, but that's not true. Cause my interest was initially, like, you know, perks when I was like 13, I think. Cause I had my own song I had recorded with uh, this girl, Monty Strings, and I actually know her to this day. And shout out to her, because she ended up doing a bunch of dope shit with you know, Kendrick and Nipsey and all types of people. But that was the first engineer who ever recorded me. And I was like, you know, like I said, very young, like anywhere from like 11 to you know, 14, I was recording with her. And I was doing these shows and shit. I'd be performing, I'd be doing all types of shit. But long story short, you know, she taught me how to like engineer. And I saw her engineering and I was already making music. And so a female actually put me on to production and um and engineering. It was a girl named Destiny, Destiny Roberts. She used to make beats on FL Studio when I was younger. Yeah. It was funny to me because a girl came to me. She's like, yeah, I made beats. Check them out. And I'm like, you made beats? Like, all my life, I ain't never just, like, thought about it too much, you know? And she played me her beats, and her beats were cold. Like, this yeah. is on CD player, bro. Like, this is back in the day shit. You know, I'm young as hell. In Minnesota. Yeah, she played me at this place called Arsus. And she played me these beats. I'm like, this beat's hard. And then so, you know, I'm going to record Armani, and she's a female engineer. So I literally, you know, I was looking at women at that time. Like, you know, that's amazing. Like, some of my biggest inspirations early in her life were females. You know, you talk about the Kanye's and shit. Back to that point, I say all that to say this. When I saw Kanye West do what he did, it didn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a fan of Kanye West. Kanye has a, a, a saying, if you're a fan of Kanye West, you're a fan of yourself. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's a real thing, bro, because like I became a fan of myself. I said, oh shit, this nigga crazy as fuck because he's talented. You know, I'd like to tell people you can't be crazy as fuck and not have nothing to you. That's like being ugly as fuck and talking about everybody in the room. Like you really shouldn't be the one talking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Kanye was crazy because he could be. And I, I realized like in second grade, I remember standing on my, my chair and telling my teacher, like, I'm gonna sell beats, I'm gonna be rich, I'm gonna let it die. She looking at me like, nigga, you got your damn mind. And you can ask my nigga Joe Goodman. I'm going to tag the nigga under this video because he can tell you it's true. My teacher, Miss Frost, I pulled up on her with my CD. And I said, I just recorded this song last night. Play it for the whole class. I'm on my Kanye shit. This is my, you know, metaphor. <laughs> what grade was this? This is like second grade, bro. Yeah. And you got to keep in mind, if I'm coming from only first to second, I'm already on bullshit. I'm already like, nah, this ain't cut for me. I'm going to fuck the whole frequency up, you know? <laughs> so um, I told this you, I said, play my shit, man. Yeah. Play my song, you know? But yeah. Yeah, she All right, we good. I think my fucking... 
My bad, bro, for cutting you off. I think my mic was fucking up that whole time. Hold on. Are up. you good? Yeah, we can get all the settings and shit like that, too. I ain't even shipping. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, we are good now. I right, believe they can... They can hear me. They can hear me. All right, bet. We good. Y'all can hear. Nah, but yeah, so I saw people like Kanye, right? And then, so I made the teacher play the song. That's why I was going with that. So we can cut that. We can figure that out. Or not. Who cares? They can see my train of thought. I'll be doing with a lot. I think in 5D. No bullshit. Anyways, I see. So. I'm trying to catch. I'm trying to keep up right here. It's some shit. It's, that's what I'm saying, bro. This, this, yeah. why this has to happen because like, bro, it's not about being media trained or not. I'll be transparent with people. I tell them the real truth to it because it's like, this shit, it really, it, sh it shocks me sometimes. So I play Miss Frost, the song. You know, she like, this shit cool or whatever, but it became a thing. Everybody in my school knew I rapped at that point, you know? Yeah. So this is before, you know, like, people know me as a producer. People know me as an engineer. People know me as a videographer. Before anything, I had a school in Woodbury, Minnesota, knew me as, like, the hottest rapper in the state. Like, they thought I was just the coldest nigga ever because, like, I was, first of all, disclaimer, I was the only black kid in this school because, like I said, my mom, you know, she was already different. She had us in the hood, but she was adopted. Shout out to my grandparents. You know, she's adopted by white people in a suburban area. And that's why she was like, I can't How, have How old was she when she was adopted? Young. Like, like she, she, long story. But yeah, basically young. She got, she was raising my grandpa and he, he adopted her and he took care of her. He, you know, taught her a great way in life. So, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, what you call it? Um, yeah, so I was, I was in the suburbs and I looked at that like, all right, this is cool, but you know, what can I do to like separate myself? Because I didn't feel like I just fit in. So why would I try to do more? You know, you often see kids, and that's why, you know, I tell these kind of stories, because you often see kids try to fit in and say, yeah. well, this is where I'm from. I should be embarrassed. Or this is, you know, da, da, da. I was broken than everybody in that school, but I had more attention on me than everybody in the school. And that was intentional. You know, if I could be funny, you know, I could get their attention. If I can convert their laughs into eyes, and once they have their eyes on me, I could show them this. You know, this is just early on me being on some Gary Vee marketing shit before I knew it existed. So got that school fucking with my music and shit. And then from there, that's where like the production shit started really going crazy because you know Soulja Boy is emerging and Lil B's emerging and these, these kind of people are fucking up the waves because it's like, yo, they're changing it to where people like me, I'm like, all right, I can do this, I can do this for my school. There's not no Instagram, no Twitter shit, you know. So I'm viral in these days, but in a whole different, you know, realm. And I mean viral because to a kid it's viral. To, to well, right if, now, if everybody it, in your school knows about it, it's yeah, viral. Metaphorically, so like, I'm like clapping in a room and no one's looking. But like to the world, you know, look. But to that school, yeah, yeah. I was I was doing some shit. And, you know, I don't know how much kids are in that school, but whatever, how many hundreds and hundreds of kids, like niggas knew what was up. And these same kids follow me to this day. That's why, like, out of like the two thousand followers I have in this moment dated, like a lot of them know me from early on, and they're like, they're they're for the long game. They're like, yo, this is crazy, like. They don't know how, you know, even got to this point. But yeah, I got that school hooked on it, bro. I shot my first music videos uh, to my own songs. And that's why I brought up me rapping first, because they were terrible music videos. And I did start doing videos two years ago. But what I did was concept kind of like this. I like put like a camera like on a string or some shit. And I remember like I was embarrassed to do it. I didn't want no one knowing I was shooting my video because it was obviously terrible. And I can't remember the program it was on Mac. Probably think, fucking Movie Maker or some movie, shit. I think it was. Yeah. It's something old as fuck, but not even on Mac, PC. It's like Movie Maker or something. That's shit still, like I think that. it's Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know what? I think yeah. it was Windows Movie Maker. That's yeah. what it was. Yes. So I edited on there, like the corniest solarized effects and all types of dumbass shit, bro. And it was uh it was it was a remix to Lil Wayne and Tiger's um it's that song he mentioned that, that that Michael Jackson lyric or some shit. I don't know. It's it's a song they did. I remixed that shit and I remixed another song and I shot both my videos of me rapping and I put them bitches on Dat Piff. 
And I was like, I'm going to be famous. Like, I'm going to be lit. Like, this is how it's supposed to go, bro. I'm just going to blow up, blah, blah, blah. And literally, I got like three views, like, total. Like, I did not know how to market. I did not know what I was doing. And you were in school looking for which three people. I was just, no, nah, I, I didn't even shit. tell my school. I didn't tell my school uh, at all. Because to me, I'm already like, I got them. You know, they in the bag. As soon as I get lit, they're going to be happy for me. You know, I'm just a kid, bro. I didn't know how shit <laughs> this works. This is like second grade, though. Early, bro. Early as fuck. So. What year did you graduate, bro? Didn't graduate, but that's a different. Bro, what year were you supposed to graduate? Twenty. Well, I was supposed to graduate twenty fourteen. Okay. I, I left school twenty thirteen though. Yeah. But yeah, bro. So just early on inspiration. So it was rapping first. Rapping. Then first, it was producing. Then video. Was, no, then, no, been, no then, yeah, you're right. You're right. Rapping, then producing, and then video. Do you remember what your uh, first first camera was that you were doing the early videos on? Nah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't even have been a camera. It would have been like it just would have been some bullshit. Like it probably like to be honest with like you, like one of them big joints, like a. Nah, it probably would have been something like you would have hooked up to your computer at the time is like a um like a little webcam. You know how you that know, was funny. Popular I did that too. Yeah, I even turned bro. my how I recorded my first songs, bro. I turned my Rock Band microphone. And I was like, okay, if this got a USB, my computer got a USB, something might click, you know, and it did. It worked, you know. I don't know yeah. if people knew that at the time, but you could definitely take a rock band mic and plug that bitch into FL Studio. How I got, I'm not even letting you ask questions. This how, 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 how old were you when you got your first computer? I didn't, I, uh, how old am I now? <laughs> this motherfucker sitting right here in front of me. That's how old so I was. So what, what were you recording on then at the time? So it was my mom's computer. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to keep it real the whole time. Because, like, you know, niggas, I watch too many interviews. Niggas sit here capping, bro. This is my first computer right here. You seen right That's here you in front yourself. of me. That's your bought yourself. 100%. Yeah. That, that, anybody, that 100%, I've never owned a computer okay. before this computer. So I was using my mom's shit. She was dating this nigga uh, named Virtus. I'm not going to say his last name. Didn't like Virtus. Like, I had no problem with Virtus, but I don't like no nigga dating my mom because, you know, I fuck with my But I'm like, come on, Pops. Yeah. Like, I ain't, I ain't rocking with this nigga, this lame-ass nigga Virtus. You know, who the fuck is this nigga? Anyways, one day, this nigga pulls up at the crib. He's like, hey, I've been producing some beats. So I want you to check them out. I'm like, okay, you know, like, let me hear him, you know? And I only knew that one girl who made beats at the time. Like, people actually know who made beats because at that time, you got to keep in mind, bro, everybody makes beats these days. When I was young, to make a beat was like... Saying like I want to build a church, it just didn't even like it. It did. You, there was no like. It was hard to do, you know. Yeah. So he he played me these beats, and this nigga played me "Takeover" by Jay Z, fucking Kanye songs, all types of shit. I'm like, you produce these, and he told me he did. So I'm thinking as a kid, like my mom's dating a nigga who produces for Jay Z. Cap that nigga was pure. Like, I think I I think I like this one, mom. I think I like him. <laughs> yeah, I, nah, still didn't <laughs> like the nigga because I just something was wrong. This nigga looked bummy as hell producing for Jay Z. This something ain't right. So anyways, you know what I'm saying like. I started getting on the beats and shit. Thank God, because he gave me the demo. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't like the nigga, but shout out to him because he gave me the first demo of FL Studio. It was on a little CD. He was like, put this in the computer, CD-ROM, which they don't even have these days. And he's like, bring this onto your laptop, make some beats. I made some beats. I showed him. He didn't like not one beat. And my first inspiration in life was because this nigga played me. I'm like, dog, these beats are tough, bro. This is something. He's like... My son makes way better beats. He's like, you need to get higher pitch and lower pitch sounds and combine your bass and blah, 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 blah. But at that time, I didn't even have sounds. Like, I didn't know what he was talking about. I used to take songs off the radio, burn them onto a CD, pull that in the FO studio, and only chop a bass, only chop a clap, only chop a hi-hat. So I got my sounds because in those days where, like, there might have been jerking music or, like, you know, the pack where it's, like, straight hi-hats in the beginning, like... Yeah. Ooh, I can take that hi-hat These days, I couldn't even have did that Because there's so much sounds going on But music was so simplistic Due to Soulja Boy, due to Lil B And people like this I was able to literally pull a clap Pull a kick, pull a snare Because there'd be these pockets in the music And I would sample things that had already been made But that was before I knew what sampling was Yeah, Since um, 
doing like doing everything um does one thing stick out to you more do you like enjoy doing one thing more i, I definitely love you, making beats more than yeah. anything but i love being a creative more than anything so yeah. that's that's all it is too you know like I really am just. A is it like a money thing? Like you can make like at the moment in your life, you can currently you can make more money doing videos right now. So you focus on that. Or I wouldn't even you know, say that. You know what I mean? I gotta be honest with you, bro. If I if I make a beat right now and it go up, I could I could be paid so crazy, it's ridiculous. But yeah. I would say videos are more lucrative as far as like the stable route, especially if you know you work with a label or any kind of big teams or things like this. You know you have artists coming. You know if you're just up and coming and you don't have clientele, it's a little different. But you know, people, everybody watching this who shoot videos know what I'm talking about when I say you can literally make something out of thin air. You know, a lot of the time people shoot videos and it's just like run and gun, which you can do. And then sometimes people invest into the set, into the budget, and that's what I've been getting into. But before that, it's out of thin air. You could just make money, just like beats. I could just sit here and click some sounds, make some money, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna be no problem, you know? But it's not one of those jobs where it's like, man, if I wanna make you a shirt, bro, I gotta buy the shirt, gotta pay for the ink, I gotta la da da No, the things that I created businesses out of are graphics, thin air, beats, thin air. Videos, you do get the equipment, but you know, I can shoot you against a wall and make crazy shit. So yeah. everything I invested in, as far as the time was something that I could get back as an investment financially. So that's why I can't just say one is more lucrative because it's all what you put your energy into. You know, everybody watching, if you're a producer, I wouldn't say do it the route I did it, which is doing everything, or even like Sel Mary does like three things, four things. I wouldn't say that's the route for everybody, but if you feel like you're a renaissance man or overall creative and you know you can, 100% do that shit. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think just video is more lucrative right now, but definitely like beats is like, Probably bigger than videos ever could be because I can get one big placement, change my life forever. What What is your views? What is like just on beats, like on producing? What What are your views on just the way you go about selling beats? Like, would you put? Do you put beats on YouTube? Like, how do so you How I, do you How do you view that whole YouTube beat game? I stopped putting beats on YouTube. Some people may know me even to this day as God Denaro Music. I used to post beats on YouTube like crazy. I had a channel that was like four million views total. I had like 13,000 subscribers and I would wow. post beats every day, every single day. And, and like, making sales though, like every day, right? Crazy sales. That's why, so you were, that's why I dropped out of school. I was in, you know, 11th grade in my mind making more money than my teacher because I look at off time. Beats. Yeah, off beats. Because I look at time, you know, it's a big factor to me. Yeah. I would start making my beats at 10 o'clock at night. I would go to sleep at six in the morning, you know what I'm saying? But not like during school days, you know what I'm saying? But like idea-wise weekend or whatever. Like when I hustle, like that's how I do it. <clears throat> I would just be staying up all night making beats because that's where I felt the most creative at night. And then I'll go to sleep at 6 o'clock. I'll wake up at 3 p.m. with bread in my pocket, like mad bread. Like for a kid, you know. I, how I, much was you making a week at that time? A week? I don't even know. I don't think it was like, that's it for a kid, you know. So I'm not yeah. going to cap. I was making like 1500 a month off beats okay. at that time. But I mean, my rent now is 1600 no, So I'm damn near like, you know. That's like, enough at that age to make you want to drop oh, out. Like, matter of fact, I'm let me done, see, let me see you know? what I can do with this. My parents weren't hearing that though because you got to keep in mind, money don't come like, oh, here's a band. It's going to be, here's a $50 lease. Here's a $40 lease. Yeah. Here's a $20 it lease. Here's a, you know, here's a $100 exclusive. This guy wants to buy a beat for 600 you know, like so much different shit. And all my beats at that point, my marketing then was actually better than these days because it was strictly off art. I did not, I was more on my Kanye shit like then because I would do shit like this. I'll post a beat, like, and even you know now because you know you bought beats for me. Like now I sell a beat, I arrange, I work with an artist, I ain't gonna lie. It's because the videos have moved up, I'm actually able to show more love on production. But in those days, I'll be like, oh, this beat I made, that's, that's 1200. I'm not selling for anything less. 
And I'd be like, this beat? Oh, yeah, that's 600. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you on that. Because I would have those saved for future, you know, things. I'd be like, I'm putting this here. I'm putting that there. So I don't want to sell the beat. I'm really putting a high price on it because I'm like, I want to keep this or something and make somebody buy it. Like, it's people who definitely, like, know me as a 16-year-old who spent $1,000 with me. One transaction, for sure. Yeah. You know, they could definitely tell you that. Like, everything yeah. I tell you, somebody, yeah, that's facts. Like, he really did that, you know? And that shit used to fuck me up. So that's why I left school at 11th grade because... I asked my mom and dad, I asked them, I said, yo, like, clearly this shit's going somewhere. Like, what's up? What can we do? And they was like, you need to get your GED. And I was like, damn, that shit sound lame as fuck. So you got it? I got it. That shit lame as hell. But I always told them, I'm like, I'm not finna toot that shit around, though, because I feel like if I promote the GED, that causes everybody to take that route. The real truth in humans, I believe in evolution, bro, we got to grow. So, like... If you know, like when I have kids one day and my kids like, yo, dad, I don't want to finish school. I'm not going to be like, all right, you don't got to finish school, but you got to finish the equivalent. That's dumb to me because it's up to this nigga to make his own decisions. And, and you know, at that point, I'm not like I'm a, a seven year old. You know, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm literally already in 11th grade making money. I already know my path. You know, these kids are in this place because they don't know what the fuck they're no, doing. Exactly. You know, not, and they're relying yeah. on the, the bigger, you know, I and, it's like, and I think right now, I think with, with everything that's going on in the world, like school, I think education itself is about to get like a reset. People have known for a while that, because this this system of education was created like a long time ago and and we live in a new world. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really work like that, like how it used to. It doesn't. And not to mention, we have the internet. Like (laughs) there's too much information on the internet. Yeah, for sure. How these kids are beating me now is because they have the internet. Like yeah, we that's... talk about making beats, bro. When I used to make a beat, what I would have to do to learn how to make a beat, I would go to the library after school at first, at first, at first. You know, I go to the library, then I had to go on YouTube, then I have to go um, type in a tutorial. And at those times, people aren't like content creators like that. It's early YouTube, you know? Then I would find only Soulja Boy. He showed you how to remake Crank That. All right, cool. And I'm on here, I'm learning some shit. You take those fundamentals, you apply them to what you do. But I would still have to take my grandma's camera, her little Canon, and take a picture of the screen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that was the first screenshot. Literally, I took a picture of the screen. Yeah, yeah. I, so well, you got the little bars. This there, is this is before like yeah type shit. This is before bro like you know you could just screenshot on your computer, screenshot on your phone. I had to literally take a picture of the screen I'm looking at. I took like seven pictures. I bring those home. Then I got to hook those up to grandma's printer. And then I got print the bitches out. Then I went back to the hood, looked at them, and used my references. So these days, nigga, all you gotta do is go how to type in Polo G loop. Cool. Finding knowledge is almost like. It's like, bro, so they're, they're going to be faster than I was in those days. But I was like, you know, that Indian over the hill that was like, fuck that. I don't care who's producing, who's doing what. I'm about to do this shit. Like, we, like yeah, like we, like we take advantage of how easy it is to find knowledge right now or to just bro, look, look some so, shit up. That's why I'm well, not yeah, It wasn't like that. You know? And even just on the internet, that kind of like leads into my next question. Like, when did you... Uh, like when did you start networking online? When did you when did you see like yo? There's I can really meet people online because that's kind of how we met. Like yeah, I want to I want to say I want to say shout out to Cam too because that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of who introduced shout us. Out my nigga Bryce. Uh, Life he, of Bryce. He got a new rap name. Well, huh? no, his name is Cam now. You got me saying Life of Bryce. He's probably mad we even brought that shit up. He's gonna be mad at me. His name but is I da- said it. His name is I Dash know Cam the nigga now. As, okay, so Cam. Yeah. All right, shout out my nigga Cam. And, and it's like bro, like so we he introduced us and we've been what just talking on on fucking on the internet for like a year. 
Fact. And that today, when you walked up to me, when we just Hold met. Hold on, real quick. Disclaimer. Everybody else who thinks they can talk to me on the internet, like, this nigga don't. Because you can't. <laughs> I don't like to just talk to <laughs> random niggas on the internet. It was a real connection. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but it's like, no, when you walked up the street, when we, we just met, like, a few more before I came here. Yeah. And I swear to God, bro, I was thinking the shit you said. You were like, bro, I feel like we met before. Yeah, it didn't Like, feel... this internet shit is weird. Like, yeah. I don't that's know. A, that's a blessing, bro, because sometimes I feel like without the internet... You wouldn't even have known certain shit, bro. With the Instagram story, you can check my daily life and you'll already see me here. This room you've been in Bro, you know, I, I hate to cut you off, but you know when I was like younger, when I was in middle school, right? Mm -hmm. Like ninth grade, whatever, eighth grade, like before social media and stories came out, yeah. I used to sit in my room and think like, yo, I wonder what... Someone's I wonder what doing. this famous person's doing right now. Damn. Like right now, though. Yeah. And that's pretty much like what the story is. Only it's thing not that sucks an, about that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas be capping what they doing. You know what I'm saying? We could post right now, we in motherfucking Belgium, and motherfucking might believe it. But that's yeah. the only difference. But like, I definitely agree. And that's why what you're thinking of, bro, right there in that moment, you, I'm not saying you slip, but like you slip. You could have been a billionaire. I wonder what they're doing right now. That could have been the, because yeah. that's all that the person who made Instagram stories did. They were like, I wonder what, okay. I shouldn't wonder. I can make that person need this. You know, yeah. if, if you turn it to like, okay, if you show them more of your life, they'll listen to your music more. Now they want to do it, you know? But yeah, bro, all that shit, like, the internet's powerful. The, uh, Cam introduced us due to, bro, and it's like, it goes so deep. So you remember that um, that summer camp where I said that girl taught me how to make beats, right? Yeah. Okay, so early on, that same summer camp, I had a big homie there, my nigga Sunlight, who high vibrations on Instagram. That nigga was in that summer camp, but as a mentor, so I'm little nigga rapping. He the coldest rapper in the camp. Like he's an OG nigga. Like he actually cold. So I'm like, I'm finna show bro I can rap. Blah 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 blah. I started rapping for that nigga, bro, showing him everything I could do. And that nigga introduced me to my nigga Blake. And Blake introduced me to Brock. And Brock introduced me to Cam. And Cam introduced me to you. That's but it, crazy. It, that's how deep this shit go, bro. If I never met bro back at that camp when I was on my music shit trying yeah. to show everybody my raps, because like now these days people are like, nigga, you make music. What? You know, they don't even, I don't even correlate. But that's the shit that got me into nah, all this shit. it'd be one person, bro. It'd be one, you could like trace back. Oh, man, that nigga introduced bro, me. Like, that, nigga, uh, that nigga Sunlight done introduced me to literally like, Probably a hundred people that are in my actually everyday life. It's the weirdest shit. Like yeah. he definitely was like my first A and R unintentionally. Like bro, this, like it's, it's a dude weird. I seen. It's a dude I seen on Joe Rogan, bro. I I, I forgot his name. If I'm mad right now, but he's yeah. a, he's like the heavyweight champion, mm -hmm. or he's I think he's a heavyweight champion of the UFC. Okay, dude from from Africa, from Ghana, I think, and. He he basically like uh, escaped. He escaped wherever he was at in Africa. He had to like uh, escape the border yeah. like illegally and shit. Went through like a bunch of crazy shit just to get. He he ended up getting to America, becoming the UFC champion, like heavyweight champion. Uh, he, he was not supposed to do that. Like he was a nobody and nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. he didn't even fight UFC. He didn't even fight for real. Crazy. But like when he escaped from there, I think he went to France at first. And in France, he wanted to do boxing. Mm -hmm. He was on boxing and shit. And it was like some random dude he met that kept urging him to try UFC. He was like, bro, just do this. He's like, bro, I'm not trying to do all that kicking shit. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm not blah. trying to do all this. Bro, like, this one dude begged, not begged him, but like yeah. kept telling him, like, bro, Facts. go to the UFC gym. Go try Changed it out. Changed his life, huh? When he started, two years later, he's in America, the UFC fucking fighting for the heavyweight championships. 
Like right? the biggest you could get like in UFC, that. pretty much. Like you got to listen to the signs in life. There's gonna be moments in your life, bro, where you just feel it. Like damn, I'm supposed to be doing this. Damn, I'm supposed to be here. Like and even when it and what I say is like you know it is because there'd be this resistance. And if you ever put that resistance up and you got to push a little bit, you know you're resisting. You know what I'm saying? Like you might have even like wanted to do something your whole life, and now say your say your mom wakes up one day and she's like, that'd be really cool if you did this. And you're like, damn, I've been thinking about that shit, but I ain't yeah. never just acted on it. You know? And like I I believe like God. You universe, whoever you believe, will send you these examples in your life to like catch on, nigga. I'm trying to set you up for success. And so many people miss that, you know, that train or that bus or whatever it may be because they're so stuck on like maybe, you know, all that maybe shit. But like that dude, he could be literally been like, mm, maybe. But since he said, fuck it, let me go, you know, let me go do this shit. You know, that's what I should have muted my phone. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. My, my shit rang earlier too. Damn, I don't even know who this is. You wanna answer it? Nah, I don't. And they want to FaceTime, so it's over with. If I, bro, side note, why would somebody FaceTime me if they're not in my phone? Like, nah, I feel that. That's, I feel that. Oh, somebody important, usually. Oh, damn, it might be Kanye West. It might be Kanye West. He might be watching right now. No, I'm just playing. Now, I'll be thinking that, bro. I only answer um, unknown numbers from Calabasas. That's my rule. That's the only rule. Like, because wow. it's like, could be yay. Like, I put up at yay's office one time, bro. I seen this nigga literally 12 feet away. He's staring at me through his glass and didn't come out. It was like the most frustrating thing ever. <laughs> you were just standing there looking at him? Nah, I mean, I, like, just the weirdest story, bro. So, shout out my nigga Dirty White Vans. We can go into a little segue real quick. He told me, like, bro, I pulled up at Kanye's office and had a combo with him. And you can't tell a nigga like me that. Like, you can't. Like, like where's, the, where's the office at? I, uh, I didn't even have to know because I'm smarter than that. Somebody else posted from another podcast, which I won't, you know, out them right now. But they posted they're working with Ye, and they had just, uh, they had just basically sent him some merch and got some merch from him, and they put it on Instagram, which is all cute and dandy. But his actual office's address was in the picture, not yeah. the whole thing, but enough of it. So I took that information, and then Kanye said in the interview, he said, yeah. And this is why stalkers exist, because niggas like me, but I'm actually not like going to do any weird shit, you know? Hey, yo. But like, I'm telling you this, I'm just saying, like, this is like, y'all put this shit out here. I didn't look this shit. It's just, yeah. it's just there. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Ye was like, he's like, up the street from my office, I go to this McDonald's all the time, and it's right off the exit of the Calabas. Like, bro, really just- You like, hold up. I'm really like, all right, so it's a McDonald's. He, he take an exit. Da, 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 da. So I literally, bro, I see a McDonald's. I go to Calabasas, you know what I'm saying? I see a McDonald's. I got a couple friends with me too. And it happens to be the first Sunday service. I found this nigga on the, oh, the first the very first one. The yeah. first Sunday service, bro. I like that. And that's why I believe in energy. Like, I don't care if I didn't meet bro or none of that shit at the time. Cause it's like, bro, we pulled up and I see his office. I'm like, I already had the number. Like I said, I had half the shit, then I had the other shit, and I know exactly what road is on, I knew what the building looked like, all that shit. And there and there's people in LA who know what I'm talking about, you know, they know how this shit go. So I see it and I see his Lambo truck that he just got. And I'm like, oh, that's yay Lambo truck, bro. It's crazy. Then I see Big Boy's neighborhood hop out. Then I see Chloe and Howe hop out. Then I see, you know, all these rappers, all these artists, Saha, everybody you could think, just like all these people. And yeah. it's like, damn, bro, like everybody's here. But I wasn't even on that. I'm like, I'm trying to find yay, bro, where you at? So I sent one of the homegirls down and she like, she talked to security. Security let her in, like not even thinking nothing about it. He let her in. Sorry, this is probably got that nigga in trouble. But um, yeah, he let her in and she walked through the shit and she's like, dog. She came out, she's like, I think I just went to like heaven. Like this nigga got a, cause it looked like, bro got a like, so imagine this building, right? Yeah. Like yay basically carved out the whole shit, all the floors, everything. She's like, it's a dome. It's all red. Everybody wearing white, holding hands. I'm like, bro, this nigga Kanye recreated heaven type shit. 
So anyways, so his security, like, yeah, y'all got to move around. Like, y'all getting a little too into this shit. You know, it's like, he, he's starting to realize, like, hold on, they're not with everybody. Because at that point, he probably couldn't tell. You know, it's all new people. And it's even some people I knew from Instagram who actually ended up in this place singing for yay and shit like that. So shout out to them, everybody who made it through that. But yeah, so he... um. He told us, you know, stand back outside of the actual parking lot, but on the grass is cool. You know, enough time for if, you know, yeah, he wants to leave or some shit, he can. So I'm standing on the grass, and then you just see the, the outline of Kanye on, like, second floor looking down. And I think he was looking, now that I look back on it, probably to see what the threat was, you know, like, what's going on. But he knew it wasn't nothing like that. I'm, I'm literally out there, bro, with my speaker and my laptop. Like, I'm going to play this nigga some beats. I'm going to change this nigga <laughs> life, you know, type shit. So anyways, he just stand there for like a good 45 seconds. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like, it, and it's, the fucked up thing is it's one of those like darkened windows. He can see me. I mean, yeah, he can see me perfectly, but I can't see him as much, but I can see him, you know? So then the next thing he does is he comes downstairs and he gets in his car. And then all you hear is, like, that's like, I waited for an hour. So like, that was like my window time. Like, I see this and I know he did some other shit. Then he skirted off, bro. And yeah. I did not get to meet that nigga. Then there's, then there's like all these paparazzi photos came out later that night of what it was. It was the first Sunday service. He had uh, North with him. He had Kim with him. You know, I understood so much more after the fact. Like, yeah, you know, I went you to know the, who I am. And I went to that, I went to the Sunday service. He had that something in the water. See, that's when fire, that shit happened. bro. Like, yeah. It was a vibe, bro. That's fire. Like, and I, I love Kanye. So like, even when I told you early on, like a person like him showed me how I could be like this. That's the reason why I wanted to meet that nigga. That's the reason why I want to work with that nigga. That's the reason why I am going to work with that nigga because... The crazy part, he's still misunderstood though. Yeah, like, for even sure. if you watch this Joe Rogan and like podcast, oh man, did. they fried him for that. I love they that fried podcast. him, but when you circle back and go look and listen to what he was saying, bro, Kanye's a genius. And it's gonna make sense in like five years. Yeah, I would like, never you know ever saying? like every time everybody like outs Kanye West or like doesn't like you know they don't want to like give him his shit or like they want to give him shit for what he's saying and shit. I don't, I don't never listen to it because it comes to a certain point, bro. You got to understand creatives. That's why I said I think in five D. You, you don't think like linear to the point where it's like, oh, point A to B. That's, that's for the rest of the world for a reason because people will start to get overstimulated literally with the things going on in life. But when you're somebody who can look at things and everything comes with a metaphor, that's how I speak. Everything comes with a metaphor. Because if it didn't, I couldn't rationalize it. I couldn't justify it. That's just how my brain works. So somebody like Kanye, I've always related to in that way. I'm misunderstood, bro. That's why I don't speak. That's why I don't tell people shit because it's like, I'm going to tell you I make music, and now when I do your video, you're going to be thinking about me doing music. Not you, but anybody, you know? And I don't want to compete. So yeah. I literally left that out. My first two years at LA, I'm not going to tell nobody because I don't want to compete. I want to grow as an let's, artist. Let's, let's get to that, too. Like, So coming from Minnesota first, like, when did you come to, when did you come to LA? And what is, yeah, what is this, that bit like for you, just being in LA... Um, Working on your working on your craft, trying to well for you one, had a crib, you didn't always have a fucking crib. You, yeah. you got your own spot out here now. What, yeah, what's that been like? L.A. smells like dog piss and shit. First can, of all, I can first of that. all, LA, I, seen, I seen a dude picking shit out of his ass out here, bro. I will like, literally. Pause, I, I'm gonna say that first like, of what? all because you know it was downtown. One of the things that was not in the pamphlet was that how bad it stunk here. I don't care. That sounds bougie, but hell nah, bro. That shit important. Oh shit, hold on. Hey, all the puddles on, on the ground. Exactly. So, this is my point. Um, yeah, so when I first came to L.A., bro, I didn't know it was that bad. And when did you get here, first of all? About two years ago. Okay. I would say more than two years ago, but I'll say about because like I did a little bit of, you know. I really came here, so shout out my nigga Jordan. I want to shout out this nigga, Eye Contact with Strangers, dope artist, creative, you know, he's just dope guy. 
he brought me to LA on a buddy pass. He works for the airlines, and he's like, yeah. he's like, bro, I know who you are. I know what you can do. You need to go to LA. And I'm like, I ain't never been so to you LA. You were making noise in Minnesota though. Nah, this was in Texas, bro. So I went from Minnesota. I'll tell you, so yeah. I went from Minnesota. Then I went to Nebraska by age one. So like to be real, I'm from Minnesota, but like I grew up in Nebraska. Okay. Then from okay. Nebraska back to Minnesota, you know what I'm saying? The whole elementary shit. That's when I finally, you know, five, six years old, went there. And then I went to Nebraska every summer to see my dad. And then my dad moved to San Antonio. So then I moved to Texas when I was like 11 or some shit like that. Yeah. So then I went to Texas. That's when I realized like I love Texas, bro. Like. It's better weather, like just cooler wait, wait, people. Wait, where in Texas? I was in San Antonio. Okay. And I, actually, I was in a place called uh, Helotus at first. Helotus, Texas, which is like some straight country shit. Like yeah. every kid in my school, like I said, I went from the suburbs to being around everybody wearing cowboy boots with spurs and hats. And you can't wear hats in school, but you can wear this big ass fucking like the funniest shit ever. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas really think y'all, but they are though. They, them niggas like, I was around like rich kids around there. My uncle like, and it's like, it's different in Texas. Rich ain't rich like in Cali. In Texas, you can get like, I would be, ha I would have a house in tech, like type shit. Like, Bro, so, you know. So like my uncle you get your a, nice house for 200 grand. Badass crib. So I was on some like Fresh Prince type shit, bro. I was like, oh, I'm going to be my uncle. It's going to be lit, blah, 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 blah. Cause my dad low key like had me stay at my uncle at first. So that shit was kind of cool because I was around a whole different energy I've never been around before. So I was in Texas and I realized I love Texas then. I went back to Minnesota, not by choice. My mom pulled a fast one on me. She literally finessed me. Like, she was like, she got, she got me a plane ticket for Christmas. And she like, come up here, you know, see me and your sister, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, bet, I got you. I didn't go. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers going to keep me there. I'm not going. Like, I'm not going to stay with y'all. Like, I already told you my mom a little, you know. So I'm like, I'm not going to play with y'all. I know I know what this is. And she's like, I would never do that to you. You playing? I would never. Like, who do you think I am? Blah, blah, blah. I started feeling bad. Like, damn, bro, I really need to go see my mom my sister, you know. My sister didn't talk to me for a year. She was like, I'm done with this nigga. Like, he, you know, he played me. So anyways, she called me again. And she's like, let me get you another ticket. This like down the line. I'm like, all right, you know. She already said she ain't going to play me. Like, let me go ahead and, you know. So I go there to Minnesota. And then I get there and I realize there's no return ticket. These, I'm like, none at all. I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm really stuck here. She like, got a bedroom for me, a bed, all this shit, you know? Yeah. My dad's trying to get me back, but legally, he literally can't just take me back. Like, it's like a whole, like, when I was down there, they had it written that I was still in Minnesota because my dad couldn't legally have me, but I wanted to be my like around my dad so much that I did it. So then she kept me in Minnesota. And this is when my real hatred for school started. Like, disclaimer, I've actually never, like, I should have never passed any grade. Like, bro, I used to fail so bad. But they knew I was smart. I was never stupid. I just, I just didn't give a fuck at all. So like ninth grade, I walk in this place called Johnson High School, and they sit me down at like this, you know, the little office they do, like when you like a later student to a school, probably like three months in or some shit. Yeah. And they talking to me. I'm literally sitting there like, bro, like, the fuck? like I'm telling, them, I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here at all. I don't like your school. I don't like nothing y'all got going on. I hate all this fake shit. I'm not gonna be here. Like I'm talking to a lady like that, and I know I'm a handful in the, like in that moment. And she's like not hearing me. She's like, you don't know what you're stepping into because Johnson in the hood. That is on the east side of St. Paul. Like I told you, I was I was talking crazy. Like I was in them other schools. No, she's not gonna play that. She's like, nigga, people get stabbed here. Have fun, you know. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I go. I start being in Johnson and shit. And I'm like, yeah, this shit's terrible. Like, I can't be here, bro. So I, I made friends there and shit, too. I was cool. Like, shout out my nigga Casey. I met that nigga there. You know, I met a few people there. So my nigga Xavier ended up shooting for him. You know, I, I, like, it's people through school I always meet and I'm cool with. And I ended up linking and, you know, shit like that. But, you know, I went through Minnesota trying to go to different schools and shit like that because I would end up keep getting placed somewhere else due to grades, due to getting in trouble and shit. They put me in alternative school. That was really the last straw. They had I, me. I went, I went to one of those, too. Bro, they had me taking a city bus from the hood to downtown, catch another city bus 
back to university, then get off on university, walk another block or two, go to Gordon Parks, which where they really fucked up because he was a great photographer and the school was named after him and everything in the school was like thematic around like, you know, film and videos and shit. So they really fucked up with me because they don't know who they fucking with. I'm like, oh, y'all done taught me some <laughs> shit and big bro like that. I bet. So I'm thinking like that's going to be the worst time of my life, but it was actually the best time of my life because they actually treat delinquents like, you know, kings in Minnesota. It's weird. They're like, oh, yeah, school used to start at 7. Now it starts for you at 2 p.m. because you couldn't get there before. Till yeah. when, though? 2 p.m. Like, I don't even know what, but like you basically could choose like first half or second half. Okay, I yeah, definitely yeah. chose second half, you know? First half is lit because you get to get out early. You would see everybody like leaving school by 1 o'clock, but we was not doing regular shit how everybody else did. But it, the, the thing that sucked about it, it's like pamphlets, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, so I, I, that's when I you know, I started getting all that money and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. So I, I took my little whack-ass GED, GED test my parents wanted me to take, got up out of there, went back to Houston. So I'm already making money. I'm, I, I'm doing what I got to do. I'm with my friends and shit. We get a house in Houston. That shit cool. It's great. I opened up a studio in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, super fire. So I'm like running and, the... And what were you selling beats on at the time? This was off of YouTube. Straight YouTube? Yeah. So that was all Did YouTube you like shit. But actually, I, 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 have to, I have to go back. You're right. Because my YouTube got hacked and deleted before yeah. I even moved to Houston. And okay. this, is what, this is what connected me to Beat King. Shout out to Beat King. Um... My YouTube was hacked and deleted, bro. Like I said, I had a big platform for a 16, 17-year-old. You know, I was yeah, happy. Yeah, you said, what, 13,000 subs? Yeah, 13, yeah, 13K subs and then 4 million page views. And, of hell course, yeah, like, yeah. that's that's small because those are just people who are subscribed or how many views you have. But All you need is, bro, t- all you need is 10,000 subs on YouTube. With, oh, man. With 10,000 subs on YouTube, I would have you can't beats. make a living. Some of my beats had a million plays. Like, like yeah. one, of, one of my beats, for sure, had to be called Burning Trees, which it actually, like... Certain people have used and it's been viral in certain areas. Like it was even a Christian rapper named Andy Minio. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Mm-mm. but he used the beat at a time, and then it, like another million views came on it. Like there's so much. Like I was super like it was weird. The internet was just different in those days, and and that uh, whole channel is gone now. Just hundred percent gone. Someone yeah. hacked and deleted every single beat. Like bro, like there was somebody clearly hating on my shit. But like the weirdest thing was like in those times how I got all the subscribers and shit is because I, I knew how to do graphics. Like I knew how to make motion graphics before I knew how to make them. Like all so you I, had hard graphics for your beats. I, I killed the game. Yeah. I was I, I I don't want to take credit for it because it was me and like thirty other people. But in yeah. that time there was like thirty producers holding a space for okay who makes beats okay who makes dope beats okay this who makes like, dope this was like 2016? Beats? I, I can't even put a number on it. Yeah. I'm so bad with time, but yeah, it's like it's definitely yeah, if it, it, yeah, 20 no. So, so if that's if I graduated, it's supposed to be 2014. This has been 2013, 2014. Okay, yeah, yeah. So my YouTube got like right before I went to Houston. So yeah, around then. So yeah, so I, I just had really cold ass graphics, and I only made Drake type beats, Kanye West type beats, Travis Scott type beats, any kind of creative beats. I never would ever 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 in those days do like. Uh, like and no offense to these artists, but like a the baby, little baby, future type. Well, that you never, didn't even hear like, the baby. No, at, what I'm saying those, whoever was popular, I wouldn't. I would never do like, that. Was relevant, it had to be yeah. creative artists. It had to be something that made me feel like I'm, you know, because yeah. that was my pocket. Everybody could do. I'm trying to think of who was lit at that time, bro. Like I don't even know, like who was like a hot. Shit, rapper. like 2014. It was yeah, like Drake. I mean, still, you know, it was Drake. But, but Ken, Kendrick, Kendrick was nah, running not, there right not, there because I would have counted. I would have did Kendrick. <laughs> I would have did. I would have did a Kendrick because. Um, for the simple fact that he's creative, I would have yeah. did it, but I did. I, I'm trying to like I, I wouldn't have did a future type beat example if future was there because I, I guess at that time what was popular was like South Side type beats, 808 Mafia, like these kind of things. I didn't fit in that realm because I was just a creative producer. I couldn't just you know make like piano trap shit. I did not know how to make trap beats you know at all. I just did creative shit. So that was kind of my lane. I had really cool graphics and I do Kanye West, Travis Scott type beats, shit like that. So then. After, you know, my YouTube got canceled and shit like that, 
I knew I had to make a change. And my manager at the time, uh, Nebby, Nebby Starborn on Instagram, which this nigga cold with the Bitcoin and all that shit. That nigga viral, you know, NFT, yeah. all that shit. He cold with that shit, you know, fast forward. But he told me about Houston. And the funny thing about this is, like I told you about high vibrations, he introduced me to Nebby. And Nebby introduced me to BLB without knowing. He put me on to... Um, so I, it's just, bro, there's so much stories. It's crazy. This, this shit all first time type shit. So Nebby was like, we're going to go to Houston because he's from Houston. You know, he's born in Houston. This nigga rep Houston like anybody in Houston does. You know, all they know is their fingers are stuck like this. They be, you know what I'm saying? They, they just, they, like even B King, he be swimming with this hoe. Like I be seeing him, he be like, Yo, what it do? What it do, man? You know what I'm saying? They be just, that's what they do. So, Nebby was repping Houston so damn hard, and I already lived in San Antonio, like I told you. So I'm like, bet, we finna go to Texas, you know, let's do it. So we went to Texas, got the house and shit like that. My YouTube's canceled. Everything like that's done for. So I'm like, restart, reset, which is a good thing for people like me. Because like I told you, I never owned a computer before. So I'm used to, like, computer crashing, computer breaking. Like, okay, someone's grandma's cousin's giving me some random Dell that I'm on. You know, that shit broke. Got to get some new shit. That's what I was used to. So I had to restart. So I heard B-King on the radio because Nebby's playing it because Nebby listens to Houston music because he's from Houston. And I said, bro, who is this nigga? I said, dog, this nigga, his voice, like his voice was like, and it's a song called We Gonna Flex Forever. No, was it that one? I think it was. I think It's like, I don't know. I know the song. I think it was that song. But I know it's him and some thug and they like in a warehouse with a bunch of cars and people and shit, like probably a car show or something. But the yeah. song was so damn hard, fool. I was like, I'm gonna work with this nigga. And I, that's why I love Manifestation because in those days, I was so numb to it, I could actually manifest more. Now I feel like I have a lot of resistance mentally because of everything. I think, well, nah, because that person or oh, I know about this piece. Those days, bro, I could speak something and I feel like that shit could literally happen. So I was like, I'm going to work with this nigga. He hard. So I sent him a DM. And I said, I want to send him some beats or some shit. He sent me an email. I sent him some beats. And he, he, he asked me, like, you know, what's your number type shit? And I'm like, what's my number? Like, oh, shit. This is fast, you know? And this is not an easy nigga to get a hold of. Even in those days, he was already on fire. Like, so you, you, I don't know. You, you, are you, you familiar like, with B-King? Like, do you know who that is? Who? B-King. No, nah, I'm not. So B-King, he had this song this year uh, called Then Leave that went viral. It's like, get that bread, get that head, then leave. Peace yeah, out. Yeah, I heard that song. Yeah, yeah, that's his shit. So, and he also had- I heard, I heard a girl rapping that. I heard that. Matter of fact, I heard that in a strip club the other night. That's what, see, and that's, like, that's, 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 that's what it is. That's mean. a remix of that? Nah, bro, it's like, she probably remixed it, yeah, but he he's called the club god, like, literally, yeah. like, he gets played, like, if you don't know B-King, I'm not trying to say it's like that, but if you don't know B-King, you probably never been in the club or the strip club, at least in the South, for sure, because, like, when I, when I met him, of course, like, Minnesota wasn't onto him as much, but I did my job to, like, Spread the word up north and shit like that to where now everybody know. But yeah, so I, I linked with that nigga. He called me before I linked with him. He called me. He was like, "Hey, I want you to be a part of my group, Texas Hammers, bro. You hard, you know what I'm saying?" I'm like, "Damn, like I'm blessed. Like I just got to Houston. I already got an OG, you know, calling me. I'm like, all right, bet, let's do it." <coughs> so that nigga hit me. That's how I got to Houston. So I'm in Houston. I'm working with this nigga. I'm producing beats for him and shit. I link with my nigga Sergeant J, who actually went on to produce Erica Banks' Bust It. So you you seen the Bust It challenge. Yeah, so sure. both my niggas is literally running TikTok right now. Like, I love to see it, you know? So he produced Bust It. And uh, that's cool. So I met Sergeant J, uh, Lil Mister, Ray, uh, Ray Hunter, you know, all these people who are in this group. Um, just Fresh was in the group at that time. Uh, everybody was just in the group, you know? And so we started meeting these people, and he started just taking me around Houston, bro, and just showing me shit and just putting me on game and teaching me shit. 
and got me my first radio placement, you know, took me to my first like real South by Southwest, like twice, like paid for my hotels, everything. Like wow. I'll never forget that shit. Like that's, I be trying to tell niggas too, that's a real big homie. Like bro, when I look back on it, them hotels, A, they're not easy to get, B, they get booked up fast as fuck, C, they're expensive. Indeed, the nigga didn't have to do that shit. He could have easily just been like, "All right, little nigga." You're I'm talking about go. BLB, right? No, this this B King. Oh, B King. Yeah, yeah. B King, yeah, B -King yeah. did all that shit. Yeah, B King, real nigga. So he handled all that shit for me, bro. And so, like I said, same guy who introduced me to B King, Nebby. He uh, so two, three South buys I went to. I did one for Dobezy and two with B King. Dobezy is an artist that. Wait, you performed there or what? Nah, I was uh, doing videos, and okay. then when I did, when I was with uh, B King, I was just with him, you know, walking around like learning shit type shit, you know. Yeah. He, I was going to all his shows. I could get all access to his shows, but nobody else's. But that was cool for me. I'm like, fuck it. I'm with bro. Like, fuck these niggas, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning from him though. I'm watching him hold down crowds, you know, at the time of like, you know, a hundred people or some shit like that. And now he, he's like packing stadiums, you know, like you know, like people are like in these clubs everywhere, you know. Like, and I've seen him really do like a set that he practiced that he knew, you know, in front of these people. Meg the Stallion, bro. I seen her first shows, same place. Like, it would be like Meg the Stallion, then Beat King, then Maxo Cream, you know. Maxo was out there fighting and shit, but you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And it's crazy because in those days, you're, you're, you're good. It's some damn cigarettes, y'all. There's gonna be some cigarettes. But, um, I could see, you know, a nigga like Teaser Korean in Houston and then a Megan Thee Stallion and then a Maxo Cream and then I'm watching Sauce Walker over here to the left and I'm seeing B-King as a friend right here in front of me and I got OGs above me like ESG from uh, Screwed Up Click and shit like that. I don't know if you, you know Screwed Up Click, like about uh -huh. DJ Screw, you know DJ Screw? Yeah, I heard DJ Screw. So yeah, you, that's, yeah, same yeah, shit, bro. Yeah. Houston, like screwed up. So this is, this is the kind of shit I was around, bro, in Houston. Like I really was in a different world. That shit fucked me up. So I can't talk about going to Cali without talking about going to Houston first. So I went to the other South Bys with Dobezy. That's who Nebby was also listening to. And he put me on to him. And who was shooting Dobezy's videos was BLB. That's how I met BLB. So I'm watching Dobezy's videos. Then I see Killer Kalyan's videos. Then I see Thug's videos. I'm seeing the same name. I'm like, who is this nigga? You know, he cold. Like, something about this video. Like, because Nebby would play it for me, and he'd be like, bro, like, listen to this Thug song, you know? I'm like, what is this? You know, because Thug at the time, like, bro, people forget because he's so famous now, but people didn't like Young Thug early on, you know? Stoner, people didn't like Young Thug. It was, was Atlanta hard. probably was lit. That was hard, though. Yeah, you know, but now you probably say it's hard, but when you first saw Thug, the way he looked, the way he dressed, the way he moved, it made people uncomfortable because when something's new and something fresh, it makes you uncomfortable. So it made people uncomfortable. But that weird quirkiness and weird shit and all the crazy edits and the lighting and just, you know, th these things we were seeing, it was BLB and he was inspiring me in those days, bro. So Nebby literally put me on to Beat King and BLB and my nigga High Vibrations put me on with Nebby. And it's like, that's why I say that all my friends, I keep close and shit and it's like tight knitted because like, Life's already crazy with these five, you know, groups in it. Like, how much could I, like, even, bro? So it's, it's crazy. So then, so that uh, same thing I'm talking about, high vibrations. He, you know, Jordan, he brought us out to Cali to go back to that. He brought us out to Cali and shit as a trip. You know what I'm saying? Me and, you know, Nebby, High Vibrations, and Jordan, we all came out here. And we came here literally for one day, bro. Just one day. And me and this nigga, High Vibrations, looked at each other. And we like, bro, we moving out here. Like, we, we definitely coming back. We came back in a month. Like, yeah. and I'm be real with y'all now because it's okay. I was getting evicted. I, I had no choice. I was going somewhere, nigga. I don't know where I was going, but I knew I was going to Cali, bro. And it's crazy, too, because it's full circle type shit. I met this nigga named Paper Plane Ant out here. I don't even think he remembered me type shit. 
but he was on Melrose outside of on Jumper. And when I when Jordan told me, uh, yeah, when Jordan told me we we're going to Cali, I was like, bet, I'm finna tap in with some of my people I know. I was already, you know, fucking with my boy Yuri, and I knew, you know, he does skateboarding and all types of shit. So I was like, all right, I'm finna bring my camera. You're talking about Yuri from uh Yeah. So I'm finna yeah. bring my camera and I'm gonna uh, shoot bro a skating video, you know? He tell me, meet me at Brooklyn Projects. It's, I'm only in LA one day. So I'm like, all right, but I got one thing I wanna do. I wanna shoot bro a video. That's all I wanna do. I don't think I was charging him or anything. I just wanna shoot him a video. So I, I, I go there, he's like, meet me at Brooklyn Projects. That's like down the street, you know, on Melrose. So I meet him there, you know, we, we got drones, cameras, all this shit. We're like, all right, we finna go up, blah, blah, blah. Bro said he ain't gonna fire the drone like that. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm thinking, like, damn, that shit lame. But like, not like that, but he just didn't know the clearance. And this is, you know, we don't know what we can do. And like, whatever. So he ain't fly the drone, but I did, I did start shooting. So we, we go down the street, down the street. He's like, we're gonna go to No Jumper right now. And I'm like, damn, No Jumper? Like, you know, yeah. that's crazy. You know, I ain't never seen it in real life. And it's different these days. Because, this one, it was on Melrose, right? Yeah, the store is non existent. But in these days, you gotta keep in mind, of like X and Trippy and just like how hot the, the you know like, what's crazy, bro? Huh? Me and fucking when I was out here, was that the first or the second time? Uh, first. The first time I was out here, bro. I was out here when X died. Who? Oh, when X died. X. Oh, yeah, then, yeah. Then, yeah we, bro, we, we went to the memorial at the no. At the I was no there. Jumper. Were you? Yeah, bro, bro. I had to get out of that crowd, bro. Oh yeah, for sure. That was the first time I was in the crowd where I was un. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, was bro. There. That was the yeah. first time I was on. I was in the crowd when I was uncomfortable. I was like, "Let me get out of this crowd, yeah. bro." They had motherfucker. They had the news van yeah. driving down the street. It's like Man, twenty people. X, bro. It's, it's twenty people on the news van climbing yeah. the news van. Like, yo, fuck this on top of the van and shit. Like, LA different. Then we seen a dude driving down. It was like a little regular car. He had like twenty people on the car. Yo. They on his windshield. The windshield just falls through. Like, bro. Shout out to X, bro. Nah, for sure. I'm I was. Gonna, I'm literally taking a picture of this right now to send to a customer to let them know I'm doing something else. Like, yeah. It. You know, it's funny too. I'm gonna put Cam out right now. I'm put, uh, Cam yeah. cried that day. Damn. For when real? he heard that X died, he might even go lie. He cried. That shit was nuts. I was like, wow. I'm gonna be real too, though. Like, as far as rappers go, like, I feel like a rapper dying that really like hit me for a for real, that mm-hmm. was Mac, cause like, yeah, Mac was that one for me, cause just that, I really fuck with him yeah. like the hardest, like. Crazy. I like them. Bro, Mac, to be honest, there was three artists that I listened to religiously in high school before I even went to Houston, bro. And I'm going to be real. This is the weirdest shit because these days I can never do it. But I used to put on Mac Miller's Best Day Ever. I used to put on Wiz Khalifa's Cabin Fever. And I used to put on Big Sean's Finally Famous Mixtape. Volume 3, I'm pretty sure. And I would play all three of those during my sleep. Like, that's how much I love these niggas' music. And they made me feel like an artist. I'm like, bro, these artists are dope. Like, these are the new guys. Like, even Kendrick. I wasn't fucking with Kendrick in those days. I'm going to be real. I was nothing against them, but like... Those are my three. Like, bro, these three artists, Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, and motherfucking Big Sean, bro. And Big Sean was my favorite out of the three. But, like, bro, I love those artists so much. And I, I wasn't too onto Mac's music later, but it definitely hurt me because I always looked at him as, like, such a great artist. Uh, he had, a, you know, dope label situation, too. Rostrum Records, bro, like, he, he really, him and Wiz did a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even no, for definitely. where they came from, bro, like... Everybody who, everybody who had the internet knows that we watched them come up and then get signed and then become mega yeah. stars. So it was Wiz, like, we're a part of it. It's yeah, so cool. Yeah, like Wiz really hit our, like our generation different too because just he was the first one really doing them like vlogs. Oh, I know you every kid. You see what he was doing yeah. every fucking day. Like I, I don't even know your school and I know every kid in your school had Chuck Taylor's Camel Bro, Shorts camel in the short, patch. Yeah, come on. I already know. And I don't even know come your school. I just know. That's how, that's powerful. Like, yeah, that nigga sure. made everybody change shit. And I don't even know Taylor, why because nobody man. was a stoner. Nobody Taylor. had money to just rock Taylor. 
Taylors. No, and even yeah. though they're 50 bucks, but it was like, we weren't like, oh, that's the cool thing. We were like, bro, we're not buying no Taylors. We want Jordan shit like that. He's like, nah, cheaper shoe, 50 bucks. And nah, you can get these camos from Target, dog. You can get, like, Wiz changes, like, Wiz actually made lame niggas cool. And I mean this by saying this. He changed it to where you could step into a Target and look like Wiz Khalifa. You know, other rappers, if you look at Jay-Z, bro, if you really listen to a Jay-Z album, you'll feel shitty by the end of it because you'll realize how much money you don't have. Wiz Khalifa, yeah. he was like, nah, I'm just like you, bro. As long as you got a joint, He's like, you I, exactly. And even, yeah. even if you didn't, I'm just like you because you can get a black t-shirt, camo shorts, black socks, and some Chuck Taylors, and you could be me. Yeah, for sure. That's for just sure. not hard. Even if you don't have hair dye, go get some bleach, boom, patch. Like, bro, he made it so accessible to be like him, and I think that's one of the like strong suits of like Wiz Khalifa because he made that shit possible, bro. For sure. He definitely did. That Going back crazy. to you, so you say you y'all were you were with Yuri on the way to the North Jumper yeah, store. Yeah, I'm trying to think of 5D. You got to help me out. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, so we get there. We sh I shoot the. And this was the first time you came to LA, right? First time I came to LA. You were there for one day. So I shot him his video. Yeah. Everything was cool. Like it was good. And then uh, we actually just went back to the hotel and we just did what we did, bro. And we just got up out of there. I went back to LA a month later. And I tapped in with Yuri and shout out to Yuri, man. Like, honestly, I can't thank Yuri enough. Like, there's reasons why interviews and shit are important because there was times where Yuri, like, offered me his whole computer. Like, his, like, bro, you need a computer? Like, and like, I'm not saying this to say, like, once again, other people can hit him up for these things. I know it's like timing with shit. Cause I, I know he actually ended up giving a computer to his sister or some shit, but he was like, bro, do you need a computer or do you need a place to edit or do you, do you want to get put on with this shit or like, what do you, what do you, you know, all this shit? And like I said, that skating video, it opened so many doors because I didn't know Yuri from No Jumper. I really didn't. I knew Yuri because I fucked with his channel. I fucked with Did his... you even... How'd y'all meet at first? Just the internet, bro. I knew yeah. him through No Jumper, but I didn't know him, oh, as No Jumper. Now he's on No Jumper. Now he's like somebody who's seen. he was like behind the scenes In those time days, he wasn't yeah. seen. I didn't care about, you know, no, I was a fan of No Jumper. I love the blog, of course. I, 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 I take in content all day. This is one of the best, you know, blogs out. But um, yeah, I knew him from his YouTube channel, Harmonious Yuri, which yeah. I thought he was super. So cool. what was he, what was he doing on his channel at the time? So his channel, he was literally, literally Harmonious Yuri, bro. That nigga didn't do nothing out of the ordinary. To well, he did, I'm gonna say the other shit. But for the most part, you know, you you catch this nigga on his skateboard, then going to get some pizza, then just being on the block. That was his podcast, uh, his vlog, yeah. and I actually loved that about him because. For once, I felt like there was somebody who wasn't doing too fucking much, you know? Like, he, so he might be around Famous Dex or some shit because he's on Melrose. But it wasn't like, you know, he's Yo, like look, Famous Dex. I'm Famous Dex, yeah. It's like, yeah, it wasn't like, I'm his cameraman or none of that kind of shit. He's just, like, having fun. He's Yuri. Like, I think he was, you know, working at this one shop at the time on some, like, other shit, bro. So it's it great to see him come up. He's always created opportunities for me. So when I did that um, skating video, I, you know, I sent him beats all the time and shit like that. And one day he asked me to send some beats. And, you know, that was cool. And then we always stayed in contact, always liking all his posts, supporting and shit. Same with me. And he always supported. Fast forward, like, a year later. Not even that, bro. So he's the plug that got you the beats on the probably like Probably, like, two years later, bro. This is crazy about it. Me and Blake, which is, you know, Brock's brother I was telling you about. Me and Blake on the subway, bro. Like, I said, L.A. ain't always, you know, too up. You know, niggas be down, too. Niggas on the subway, bro. This is a couple years ago. Type they, shit. Sometimes now, they be really more so, down than yeah, up. Yeah, so the Yuri story, that was three years ago. This story, I'm telling y'all, like a year and a half ago. So, like, niggas yeah. just started getting too super lit type shit. Yeah. So, we on the train, bro. I'm like this on the train. I, I'm fucking, I'm finna watch No Jumper. You know, I don't got nothing to do. I'm on the train. It's an hour ride type shit. We coming from a video shoot. 
I'm like, all right, cool. I start the podcast and my beats playing. And I literally turn to Blake and I'm like, bro, I can't stand this fucking light, this fucking old ass iPhone I got still. I was like, bro, I can't stand this fucking phone. It's bro. playing shit, the music for always tweaking. I'm like, it's yeah. always playing some dumb shit, bro. I restart my phone. I did it again. I'm like, bro, this shit really throwing me off. I'm just want to watch this fucking podcast. Like, I just want to go home and just do my shit, bro. I didn't even make no money from this shoot type shit. I'm just mad having a bad day. I think yeah. it was even on some raining type shit that day. It was something cold or something was like just one of them days you're not having your best day. And the third time, bro, I open it and I play it and I'm like, that's my nigga, beat. that's my beat. Because like I said, bro, like it, even with the Yuri connection, that shit was never a conversation, bro. That shit, like, that's why I really like, I got so much love for him, bro. It was never, nothing he had to nah, do definitely. at all. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him like, up too because that's something I do kind of want to throw in the air and like manifest. I would love to do a fucking conversation with him. Oh, I yeah, think he's super sure. interesting too, like. And with the, did you get paid for the beat or how, how did so that work? That, I will keep all of that off because, you know, I like to keep keep people good and like, yeah. who, I don't want no one else getting paid for some shit. Like, oh, they didn't pay me that much or they, or, they paid him shitty and then they explode. Yeah. Like, no, I don't yeah, want to. Like, we don't got to get into numbers or shit. Yeah, or no, at least credit because I don't know if I've seen you have, yeah. get credit on so, that shit. So like, they definitely like gave me credit and shouted me out on the podcast and they like, have? all that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I always like, pure love for that. And I think like reasons like that. So I never wanted to be one of those people who are like, Hey, give me a bunch of money for every stream y'all get because I know yeah, like nah, nah, that's nah. that's me, you know, biting the hand that feeds me. They could it's easily, an opportunity, bro. They could easily you know be like, okay, yeah. cool, bye. We're gonna hire some other little nigga. You know, I know where to take my W's at, bro, and where to take an L nah, at. For sure. And it wasn't an L, so I'm not even saying like that. I'm saying just in life in general, I'm very patient. So I'm like, all right, cool. So when he put that on the podcast, I just hit him up and literally was like, thank you, bro. He was like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. He wasn't like hiding it, but he ended up surprising me. He was like, I forgot to tell you, bro. I put your shit on there, la da da, because he's doing the intros and outros, you know. He's like, bro, I put your shit on there, bro. I hope, I hope you know, la da da. And it wasn't even like, a, a, like, a, like it was too shocking. He was like, nah, thank you, because you know they're at a point in their podcast where they're making a lot of money as a podcast, but if they put a, a hot song in the beginning, it demonetized. So if they have right. something that is owned and something that's licensed to them, cool. It's just like them buying a the beat from me. Sure. So we handed all that and got that shit squared away and they start using the beats. You know what's crazy? YouTube just had a, um, uh, they got a new feature as of like the last, since like last week when I uploaded the last podcast. Mm -hmm. Now, every time you upload a video, before it uploads, they search through it for the fucking, for copyright infringement. Wow. Because I think it used to just go up and yep. then like the algorithm would you know, check that, it out. You know but now it's before it even uploads. They got so tired of helping motherfuckers out. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine imagine how many claims they get a day. We're like, I do own this. And da, 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 and bro, they took my shit. Like they probably were just like, dog, we got to create a system to figure this shit yeah. out. There's too much like hand in hand. Like, So yeah, bro, I started doing this shit with no jumper. And that was, that was through Yuri. That shit literally happened just like that. And he gave me an opportunity. And this this is the best thing about it. I think another point to make, you don't have to be this fast with it. But when Yuri got the opportunity to do it, he literally did it, which is crazy because he didn't have to. I'm somebody he met through the internet. I've always yeah. showed him support and love, and he knew I was talented or whatever, but he didn't have to. And people got to understand, when do you want to help somebody out? Because he could have charged me. He could have been like, hey, they want 50, 50 bucks every time for the promotion, bro. Blah, blah, blah. He could have made some shit, you know? It, it just could have been some other shit. And I realized this the other day, this concept I thought of, when you help somebody out in life, bro, think about this shit. It's weird. It's what you were talking about on IG, right? Right, right. Yeah. So when you, like, and I, I be telling people this shit, bro, because it's something I thought about, and I'm like, damn, it fucked my head up. So when, when somebody helps you in life, 
you know, sometimes they feel like they're bigger, better, they got more than you, you need them, whatever, whatever. But they're not realizing that that person who asks you for help is trying to write you into their story. It's important, you know what I'm saying? And I tell people the example of like, if I could have helped out Eminem before the fame, if he's like, bro, I'm about to make it as a rapper, everybody in my city believes in me, I'm hard, I'm per- I got all these people who fuck with me, yeah. I just need some help, bro. I need I need some money to get to this person, to get to this city, to get to this, per- you know, whatever it may be. And I could, I could A, be like, hell no, nah, and continue my life and do what I do or I could be like man let me help this nigga out and when I do help this person out you know what I'm saying it's gonna change the way that me and that person ever have you know like life interactions yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah, and that's sure. why I believe like sometimes when you help somebody in your life bro it's actually not for them it's for you you know God will give you the opportunity to help somebody out so you can write yourself in I mean, their story yeah, yeah I mean, you know, genuine people they just gonna do some shit just out of cause be that that's way. what they wanna do like I, man man, but, like BL that nigga done so much for me bro he done gave me computers he done gave me equipment he done gave me you know what it really be though you know what it be bro even if you're a nobody it's the fucking passion dude yeah when somebody sees that you have that passion and that drive it inspires them as well because people, you never, bro, you never stop growing, bro. You know that, you know the fucking app. Um, what's that shit? What's the app called where you fucking talk on it, just talking? Oh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, bro. I'm up there, so you know everybody's on there trying to network and mm-hmm. find all these big A and R's and all these big people trying to put themselves on, right? Right. But they don't stop to think that those A and R's are up there themselves doing that same shit. Oh yeah. So just like you're trying to find people, they are too. You never yes. there's never Actually, a ceiling where like, yo, he got to this level and he's yeah, done now. He's probably he's more over. than like, ever. It's probably you know more saying? people. It's probably more people up looking down than there is down looking up because like we might all be inspired by like, oh, Michael Jackson made me do this or Kanye West made me do it. But that's because everybody can see Kanye. But dude, if if one big guy from one huge label watches you in studies and no one knows where he got it from, he could take that and go so far. Nah, so they sure. actually probably like to go to lower areas. Bro, I know artists for sure, and I've been in these studios around these people. And it's not against them. I say this to inspire the artists, you know, who are the lower artists. They're watching you guys. They're paying attention. You know, they're, they're following the things you do because you have that, like you said, that passion. They lose that at a certain point when they yeah, get a certain yeah, no, financial, no, you know, and then they're like, damn, how can I find it? That's why people go to the youth. And they say, man, the youth don't know shit about shit. I told you when I was young, I was so numb to it. I was able to actually speed things up because I was like, fuck you, nigga. This beat a thousand dollars because I didn't know what I was talking about. You know, now... I actually will sell the beat from, you know, from, I'm gonna be honest on here, from 300 to 1,000 because I understand range. I, I, back in those days, bro, I lost customers because I was a fucking idiot. Logic, the rapper, yeah. he hit me up. He said, Can you yeah, be so my I- personal producer? Wait, what one was this? Bro, this, 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 is, this, is, this, is, this is exclusive. This is the YouTube Yo, day. People kind of hate Logic right now, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, uh, why but- would he do? I didn't do shit. He's I just retired? people say he's corny. Oh like, yeah, from corny. what I from what I see, I, I would have made the nigga not corny, and I fuck. I fuck with that one eight hundred shit. Legendary, oh, yeah. legendary. That's all he needed yeah, right there. Yeah, facts. I would no. Nah, I mean, that's my nigga. I fuck with Logic too. I just think a lot of people think he's corny because he has that whole biracial meme going on, and like yeah. that forever like chases this yeah. nigga. Facts. So with that being said, bro, Logic hit me up, and this one he was going about Young Sinatra. And what, this, what year this, was this? What year was this, bro? Bro, I, I hate to tell you, I don't know. It's, After it's high like, school though. 
This is be during high, no, no, during high school. In high school. Okay, so okay, okay. Yeah. So he knows Young yeah. Sinatra. That's what he was going by. And I, the only okay. way I can tell it is real fans would know he had a. And I, I remember this by aesthetic, like I'm, you know, photo, photo, photographic memory. He had a white T-shirt and like these cargo pants and like regular shoes, and he was by like a pier or a beach in his music video. Then the other music video, he was like in a graffiti like tunnel, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like people always try to hit me with the like. Now nah, I guess not always, but there's been a few people like, are you sure it was Logic? Like nigga, when I tell you the nigga wasn't famous, like I'm trying to tell you like. Like, bro, the nigga was not famous. He was going by Young Sinatra. I actually went back to my Facebook and like screenshotted the message just for like the history of it and shit. I don't know where it's at. It's in my email somewhere though. But he, yeah, what he wrote me was, bro, I love your production. Cause I told you I had an angle. I wasn't. Oh, you seen it on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. I, I, this, this was from the YouTube day. So I told you I wasn't making regular, like what's trappy, cool radio yeah. beats. I was making creative that, shit. That timeless he was shit. like, bro, your, your samples and the way you're doing this shit and all these beats are so hard. Like, like, bro, I want you to be my producer. He's like, I'm going to be real with you. Bro, I don't have That's no kind of big for real, bro. He's like, I don't have no money right now, bro. He's like, I'm headed here. I'm going to be one of the biggest artists, bro. I promise you, bro. He's like, we could go to the top. He's like, let's be M and Dre. Let's be Drake and uh, 40. That's what he told me. He was. <laughs> And I was like, I, I wrote him back saying this. I said, you know how many people want to be Drake and 40 right now? I said, bro, these beats are 350 each. That nigga never responded. I Damn. swear to God. I swear to God. And he looked he at it. He can't even be mad at you for real, but it's but like. But he can because this is what I'm trying to teach that's people. A crazy that's moment. why I said I, from these days, it'll be 300 to 1,000. This is why, because now I have understanding. Now I understand if you're broke, like you said, some people be talented as fuck and can't get, you know. So if you're broke right now, but you're really fucking talented, I can see your passion, I probably should listen. So there's certain things that we can bypass because of awareness, you know. I can't just look at everybody as a price tag. That's where business fucks up things. And that's yeah, why I said I was sure. young, so I would do dumb shit like that. But, you know, so, yeah, I, I declined on it. And you see Logic now is over a billion streams. Like, he hit that mm. mark, like, five years ago. They're like, Logic did a billion streams. You know what's funny? Like, so, you know, yeah, you know, on that on the 1-800 song, he had that dude, uh, Khalid up there, right? Khalid? Yeah, Khalid, yeah. Bro, you know what's funny? He went to, uh, he went, uh, my one of my exes that mm -hmm. I went out with in high school, she moved to, like, I think fucking Colorado. But he went to, he went to her high school. Mm -hmm. And she sent me his song, Saved. It was his song was called Saved. I, mm -hmm. I forgot how it went now, but this was before the shit was big. When when she yeah. said it to me, it had like probably like twenty, thirty thousand plays Crazy. on SoundCloud. I listened to the shit like, yo, this shit is actually hard. Matter of fact, I still have it in my likes from then. And then like a year later, bro, that song is fucking viral, like everywhere. Like I'm like, yo, is this that fucking song? I'm like, yo, that's bro, crazy. It happens a bitch. like that, bro. And that's that's awareness and like there's somebody who got sent that song and like I said you're not slipping but someone who got sent that song they hit him up and they said bro you're dope I want to be a graphic yeah. designer you know or bro you're dope let me lock in an interview you know that 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 giving people their flowers bro I think that's more of a talent than it is just giving them their flowers because when you know somebody's dope like when I heard X for the first time I knew he was dope you know when I heard Travis Scott for the first time I put this on my life. When I heard Travis Scott for the first time, I'm like, who is this nigga stealing my ideas? Like, I, like type shit. Like, not saying he stole my song or anything like that. I'm saying, like, he's in my head. Like, yeah. bro, his shit sonically is like, that's what I hear. That's what I'm trying to like. I'm like, who is this nigga, you know? And that's why I like Kanye West, because I saw myself in him. So when I see those, like, energies, I definitely try and, like, even with you, that's why I called you and, like, I don't know how people perceive it, but I'm like, bro, nigga, you rap rap. Like, nigga, I like your cadences. I like the way you yeah. put this shit together. Because, bro, I grew up on... You Thank know, you, the Jay-Z's and Biggie's and Big L's and Kanye and Fabulous and Wayne and people who have punchlines, people who really rap. That's why I fuck with that kind of shit, bro. I fuck with, like, my inspirations. People are, school, like, teachers, or not teachers, but people who are in the, like, schools or that. I really fuck with that shit, bro. Yeah, man. No, thank you for that. How does, um, yeah, how the fuck, do you want to touch on your rapping? Yeah. Bro, I mean, spit a verse for me on FaceTime the other day. <laughs> the shit was actually hard, though. I'm not going to lie. I was like, when did you start doing that? 
You yeah. already said when you started rapping, rapping was first. Mm-hmm. Why'd you put rap on the back burner, bro? I guess that's really, really what I'm trying to ask. So honestly, bro, it's because like I'm that patient. Like I was telling BL this the other day. I was like, bro, I think I'm so patient. I'm actually insane. Like I just, I'm not worried, bro. And I think it comes from like you know they say they say it's like a saying. I forgot exactly how it goes, but, but they say they worry about people who like okay. So now it's not that. It's basically what the saying says is like when you are dumb, people worry about you. When you're when, done or when dumb? You're dumb. Dumb. Like okay. literally dumb. People are like, oh, we gotta help them out or they need help or yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. When you're really smart, everybody like, he already got it. Fuck him. So there's like this perfect middle line, you know, where you can kind of like. So all I wanted to do is like not showing people my music. I didn't want to offend nobody. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm the best artist of all time. I'm not saying that. I just want to keep everybody focused and clear minded. And that's what I'm saying. I'm that patient. Y'all can have y'all moment. Let me turn y'all up. Let me figure this shit out. And plus, if I do it that way, bro, like I gain so much more respect versus me trying to just like compete with niggas. Like when I put out my music, I'm not putting it on my page, my produced by I'm not putting that shit there. It's gonna yeah. be a whole different page. You're gonna have to go to that page. I'm not going to force nobody to do shit. I've learned so much this way. I've been behind the scenes with this shit, bro. Like now, working with labels, working behind these cameras, bro. You know, working working with artists on the other you side. Definitely, you definitely seeing how that. awkward they are. Seeing how annoying yeah. they are. Niggas blowing me up right now type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, seeing that shit teaches me shit. I know that shit now. I know that self-awareness. Seeing niggas when, like... You know, they be around models and shit and they don't know how to act. You know what I'm saying? They get to acting crazy and wild and like, this ain't the real you. And seeing niggas turn into druggies, seeing niggas. All this shit's taught me so much from the outside looking in. I'm happy I'm patient. Bro, if I had made it when I was 14 like I wanted to, I'd probably have been fucked up out here. You weren't ready. Wasn't ready. Same shit with me, I thought bro, I like, was. Yeah, bro. Like, ready. you think you're ready. Like, it'd be certain times when you're like, yo, why the fuck? It? Like, this shit needs to happen now. Exactly. And then a few years pass. You'd be happy it didn't. You're like, okay, I get it. Like, or matter of fact, you, you kind of just see the growth you came from. Or from, even from that, then. maybe so, you weren't you know ready, saying? but the energies you had around you were not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's times where I, I'm like, damn, like, that would have been crazy if I ended up with these people in this situation, you know? Like, I done been through a lot of bullshit as a videographer, as a producer. I'll tell you right now, every nigga who engineers, every nigga who's a producer, every nigga who's a videographer, they have been in a line of fire for sure. For sure. Unless you just in the suburbs recording fucking pop music. But like what I was doing, hell nah, nigga. I was always in some hood ass shit, some random ass shit, some ghetto ass shit, some trap houses. Always around some street niggas. Uh, street niggas love to invest into me. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but that's good though, because they'd be yeah. like on some like, nah, little, little bro. Street niggas are real niggas. Exactly. Like, bro, like, hey, be, like, they'd be on some like, nah, bro, you can make it out type shit. Don't, you know, don't ever do no shit like this. Or you don't gotta go to school or you don't gotta get a job, bro. We gonna do this and we gonna cover this so you can focus on your beats and shit. Yeah. Like, it was definitely street niggas like low key helping me out. While I was like making beats and shit, bro, because a lot of people are gonna start putting shit together and be like, okay, you might have been making some money and you might have been let it up, but how did you survive? You know, it wasn't sweet, bro. I was literally like trap house vibes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, literally, like random crib, I was like 20 people in one crib, you know, everybody smoking in blunts, studios, random people coming through, drugs, police raids, all types of bullshit, really, you know, like nothing I think is cool. That's another thing I want to tell these kids. Like, right now, I see them going through it real time. You know, they're on their Instagram, all these things look so cool. Once you start really having shit, really going through shit, you don't want to show people the shit. You don't want to really, you know, that's not the way you want to experience it, bro. So I started, you know, re angling things to figure out how I would, you know, get things done for myself. And I figured it out what time. And, you know, the music, it, it just, in those days, everybody knew me. I made music early on in Minnesota for sure. They knew music and beats, but I knew music, beats, videos, graphics, engineering. That's way too much for everybody else to handle. You know, these are my hometown people who've seen me come from zero to this, so yeah, they yeah. understand it more because I believe in context, bro. Like, if you watch me make a beat, I promise me you'll like the beat more than if I just send you the beat. 
And if you notice, when I sold you a beat, what did I do? I posted on Instagram the first loop, then I posted how I made the melody, then I posted how it came together, then I sent it to you. That was all intentional. That whole month, if you notice, I was doing that every single client because I know everybody else wasn't doing that. I'm like, y'all yeah. slipping, bro. And Love, who put me onto that was yeah. Gary Vee. He was behind the scenes shit. Yeah, exactly, because it gives context. Gary Vee was like, y'all whack. He was like, y'all don't know how to make content. Like one time on his podcast, he was literally just talking shit. He was like, yeah, I ain't I making I content. Gary. I fuck with him, bro, because he's he like, he, Gary like a, I don't know why, but Gary's like a kingpin in marketing. It's a drive, bro. What's it's the a drive. It's like he, but drive. I feel like Gary's not scared of and shit. He has, that, he has that, like, he does wine, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yep, facts, bro. So, like, Gary's like, I look at Gary like an idol. So, he was like, man, y'all putting out content. Like, how people, he, he basically said this. He's like, you as a rapper, you put out a song. He said, you just fucked up. You could have filmed you recording the song. You could have filmed your friend making the beat. I see that. You could have like filmed... made 10 pieces of yes, content you could have made 10 out of that one. Out of one. Yeah. And that's when I learned that, bro. That's when I started, okay, yeah, I'm going to sure, shoot a video, sure. but I'm going to get BTS. And I'm going to get BTS. Then after that, I'm going to film this. But I just started going crazy with it because I realized that context is everything. People can't... For example, this is my favorite example. Have you ever heard of a dot painting? A dot painting? I haven't. Yes. It's basically where they take... A dot a billion fucking times and paint something grand, you okay. know, where you step back, you see a face, you see a city, you see a butterfly, whatever the okay. fuck you see. But yeah. for them to do that, they got to dot, 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 space it out more, dot, 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 a million times to create, you know, definition and angles, everything. So when you look at the painting from 30 feet away, it looks like a painting of a face, okay. right? Okay. Now, if I play the video for you of this nigga dot, 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 and you know it took him seven fucking months to do this, you're like, holy fuck, that's a dope picture. Yeah. But if you just look at it, oh, it's a face. That's yeah, why context see, yeah, is so dot. important, bro. So I'm big on context. I'm big on giving people behind the scenes. I'm big on people understanding shit that they shouldn't understand yet. You know, I might be yeah. on set and I might be like, hey, we finna do this, this, and this, and this gonna create this kind of shot. And most directors don't do that. But I'm like, no, nah, I wanna show them because it's better for you to be right here knowing that I'm about to put seven cell mirrors behind you without being able to do it versus me just doing it because I'm like, damn, we could do this, but it'd be real hard if we did it like this, this, and this. Yeah. And then what happens is my people who chop me and shit, they be like, bro, how the fuck did we do that? Like, I saw it in real life. How did it get to this, you know? And that's when I really started learning that shit because when I'm doing videos, People can only see what I frame up and what I put out. They don't know how much I had to put in to get the light on this like this or get the angle like this. Or maybe like I just did a shoot the other day where the model was here before the artist. So I set up just like this tripod shot and I put them together even though they weren't, you know, cut it, crop it, add yeah. the motion on afterwards. Now they're together and they really weren't there. So like, I got to the point where I could shoot a video with you and somebody else and I don't even got to be there. But I can yeah. make y'all, not just how they regularly do it where like you got to keep the distance. No, I can make y'all cross. I can make a walk across. I can rotoscope it. I can green. So... It's just context, bro. I'm big on context, and I do all aspects of everything I do. Only thing I didn't want the context with was with the music. I wanted to leave that out. I wanted to leave that 100% out. But this year, I'm coming out with music. I've been recording. I, you know, I've been working and shit. And it's going to be the year we all hear some music from me, but it's going to be super, super low-key as far as my page. It, but I don't even... Bro, if you have advice even on here, I don't care. Like, I don't know how to, you know what I'm saying, market them from my page without, like... Go to my other page. I don't even want to do that. That shit corny to me. Yeah, really I would. I wouldn't. The only, what I do. I mean, I could just tell you what I do is. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do it, like based off the content. So once you have a song, maybe just post it once. Yeah. New song out. Head here at the link in, in this page bio. I I just want to do it to you the point. Like, I'm gonna be real with myself, right? We often like, and this is to everybody. We often look at our shit and be like, "Yo, bro." I could uh I could I could uh post my shit on my page, right? I have like almost three thousand followers or some shit like that, and. 
what I just told you was like basically my platform's bigger than what I, you know, the other one, which I have zero followers, right? But it's only 3,000. We often look at our followers as like this huge, like, bro, it's only 3,000. So what yeah. I'm saying is I could drop music and shout out to those 3,000 people, but you know, metaphorically, fuck those 3,000 people. If I get a million people over here, they'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, my whole fact. point is I just don't want to force it down their throat. Nah. But like, with all artists, I tell them that too. Like, like uh, this happens to me because I upload videos now. Say we upload a video and then you're like, damn, bro, I sent you the wrong link, but I wanted you to post my video, but I sent you the wrong link, right? Yeah. And you're like, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's re-upload it. Oh, but it already has a thousand views. They literally won't take it down. And I'm I like, get it, I get it, I get you it. just put yourself in the ultimate cap. You thought that was all you could get? You thought that like, and it might be, but like you have to you have to learn how to restart. You have to learn how to accept, yeah. you know, that there's these resets me, and bro, intentional. Me, bro, I'm now like it's just I just keep moving. Like you, you I used moving. to like back like maybe like four or five years ago, I'll I'll make a song and then promote it for like a month or some shit. Like Facts. post a hell of times. But now it's like I drop content, I drop music, and then I will just keep moving on to the next thing, and then kind of let people catch up to it. It's, I'm not, I don't really like posting, promoting the same shit over and over and Facts. over again. Like you know, it has to be like that. Most of us are so comfortable with our content that we think this is the best we can do. The problem is not all of us know that we can do better. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's, exactly. it's about getting better every time, man. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. For you getting that 99,000, even 20,000 views is good enough. Exactly. And be grateful, though. Like, I, yeah, exactly like what he's saying. Be grateful when you hit 20K. Just know yeah. if that song tomorrow gets deleted because Drake got that beat now and you got to take it down, don't fucking cry. And if you yeah. do cry, you don't have another song. You don't have another. Like, you, you're not that time. Like, <laughs> you're not. You're not even doing this shit for real. Yeah. You can't take an L, bro. So like, and that's the thing with art. I literally have so all my editor homeboys to tell you, I will show them every piece of sauce I know. It's not one thing I you can ask me. I don't. There's not one thing I know on this computer I won't show you because yeah. you're not gonna do it like me. And I'm going to keep learning more. This is impossible. And Gary V says that. I saw, and that's where I learned that shit from. He's like, people be trying to hold back information. Like that shit lame, bro. Like he's like, I can tell you guys have all the keys today, nah, and you're not that. gonna do it. He be telling. I, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, been like, saying when people say the game is to be sold, not told. I've been saying that stupid as shit. What you mean? Like it's dumb. It's like what? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, and, and even Kanye said, I don't take advice from people less successful than me. And wrong. I'm less successful than Kanye West. I could teach this nigga a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, I could teach you can, you can learn something from anybody. Even, even sometimes the most valuable lesson is learning how not to do something or what you don't exactly. want to do from somebody else. But just to jump, just to jump back to like video. So I guess right now you're fucking pretty much your your job is your um. So the way you explained it to me is like you're an independent contractor for Atlantic. Yeah, so you're, you're I'm basically, basically signed to Atlantic as a videographer. Yeah, so how, I, like how does that work? I basically got put on as a vendor. So I wouldn't say I'm just like signed to Atlantic because that's like sounds more like artist terms and I don't yeah. want people to miss miss. Yeah, I'm not that. really sure how it works. Yeah, I have a not. relationship with Atlantic, Warner, and APG to where I did some videos with them and they liked my work and we kept working. And that's that's to me a blessing because I'm not like stuck in no shit. It's not no weird shit. It's a real blessing, bro. Like I ended up doing videos for No Cap, for Zaman, for all types of people, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, like I'm watching my work go from like people who are in LA or people in other states to like big artists and it started to click in my head like it works you know like I, I tell everybody this also too side note like it's never if you're dope or not it's platform like you'll realize like a marketing scheme you might think of for yourself 
is dope. But when they give it to Drake, you realize, oh, it does work. It wasn't just like, you know, that's how you know it works because it's like, if, if I, if reach, I, if, enough yeah, if I, if I get it yeah. to you, you might be like, damn, bro, I don't know how to, it's not working. But if, if bro did like, and then some things may fail, you know, like Chance the Rapper with the three hats, he sold his hats for $25 and gave away his music bro, for free. he made like $5 million a year off them shits. Genius, bro. So yeah. it's like, there's so many ways you could go about it. So the, with the, with the video shit. You know, I ended up just doing the dope, dope videos and shit, and I shot with them, I edit with them, and I produce some with them. So I, you know, with those three things, you know, I'm I'm just blessed, bro. I'm honestly, I can say I'm just blessed. And yeah, like now it's a job, now it's a living. As you can see, we're in my office. Like this is like something that I dreamt of, to be honest. You know, something that I wanted to have for a long time. And like I said, this is a product of working. You know, with and not just for a label, but for myself. You know, yeah. What I'm about to say, and it was important. It was important to you to still be able, whatever deal y'all have, to be able to do your own thing. Yeah, on the facts, side without facts. any hands in it. And, and shit, it, like, it was kind of crazy too, because right when I started working for Atlantic, I actually had an opportunity to work for No Jumper as an editor. And I'd already, like I said, the intro shit was already there, but like I was gonna start doing the actual edit for the, you know, for, for the Snapchat and for the Instagram shit where they do like the show and shit, you know, the yeah, Snapchat yeah. snow and shit. So I was gonna do that, but they sent me these files and they're like 30 gigs, like mad heavy files, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, bro, because I fuck with everybody over there and I don't wanna let nobody down, you know? And Yuri, he the one that was like, yo, Adam said come to the office tomorrow, pull up. And I'm like, all right, bet. I got my interview there, you know what I'm saying? I pulled up and shit, I talked to Laura, they interviewed me, it was cool. And she basically was like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? You got the job type shit. And I was like, cool, let me get some merch. You know, I can't just be in this bitch, no merch. So she got me laced up and shit, I got the <laughs> merch and shit. I was like, all oh, this fire, you know? I head home and then I go to Florida and I'm trying to edit this shit, bro, and it's impossible. It's fucking impossible. Like, Wait, what were you trying to edit on? On that uh, one? That no, one? not on this one. A terrible Mac. Like, yeah. is this one right here? So did you have an external hard yeah. drive though? Nah, bro. I, I mean, I did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, I always had shit. Always, but it's, it, it wouldn't have mattered. This processing and After Effects, yeah, yeah, yeah. not even After Effects, but just Premiere, it Premier. just wasn't happening. So I had to really like low key, like not quit, but I had to tell like, like, yo, I can't do it. Like, you, just, you know, and I did two episodes. That's the thing. Yeah. I did two episodes. I sent them in, but like, it'd be glitches, it'd be fuck ups, and I'm like, I can't do yeah. this to y'all. Y'all need to find equipment. somebody. Like, yeah. so then they got somebody, figured it out. And that's a blessing because, you know, like, I really like to look at life this way, too. Some people be like, damn, you didn't work for No Jumper. No, I gave somebody else a job, to be honest. Like, I really, like, I wanted to, I, like, not even saying like that. I'm not being cocky with them. I'm saying it's a blessing, too. I'm not mad at that person. I'm happy that they're doing what they did because they needed that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then I also, you know, like I said, it was like a week later, I started working for the label. And I got hit about that. And I'm like, damn, life's crazy. And I kind of had to, you know, pick and choose, like, what I was going to do. And that just happened to time out like that. And I knew that that was coming, but that wasn't certain, just like No Jumper. So I'm, like, looking at these worlds, like, damn, what am I going to do? How's it going to work? And, um, yeah, it just, it just happened like that. So I started working with the label. Let me turn this shit off. I sound like a goddamn drug dealer. <laughs> you notice a big difference between fucking editing on that shit and that one over there? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I mean, I always get it done, too. And, like, all my clients know, like, I've been doing dope shit. I can show you my reel the last four years. You never know there's an issue. But it's just something to that magnitude. Yeah. 30 gigs, 20 gigs for two files? Hell, no. Nah, my shit can't... Like, I ain't shooting movies yet, you know? So yeah. I'm shooting two-minute, three-minute videos. It's different. And I'm able to process more. But, yeah, now on this computer, bro, I'm going crazy on this 2021 Mac. This shit great. And you don't even... You yeah, that's, that's the M1 chip. Um, I fuck with it, bro. Like, I'll be honest, my my shit is decent. Like, my, I have a this is a twenty like fourteen Mac. Okay, yeah. But everything is upgraded in it, so I bet you right now, mine my RAM is better than yours, and my graph my, gra my, my graphics card is better than yours. And it's crazy because you have the brand newest Mac, but the, like I, I know a guy that owns a mm -hmm. 
and 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 in Norfolk it's called Shiny Computers. He owns a, sh- a store where they re- they sell refurbished Apple products and they fix them. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're like sponsored by Apple, so it's yeah. like it's you know they nah, work with sure. Apple. I mean, there's people who will tell you right now. Yeah, that's what I say. So what he said is that's what he he doesn't like it about these new Macs is you can't upgrade shit. This it's like a fucking this, iPhone. You can't just change your battery. Yeah, this that. 2014. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, this shit weird. I ain't gonna lie. That shit pissed me off though. That's why. That's why I still have my old Mac right here because I'm like, I have, but I have a, I have a hard drive. Yeah, hard drive cord for this one. Then I have a hard drive cord for that one. And then it's like this has no SD card. So I'm still like, I just got this. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still like getting pieces for it and random shit like. But I just kind of say fuck it and like transfer from the hard drive to here and do like that. But yeah, bro. Like it took me this long to get my own computer. Like I think that's a point we should talk about too because excuses. But you got one right there too. That's not mine. That's my point. Okay, okay, I okay. have real niggas and real friends and real investors. I would like to tell everybody around the world, you don't have to be rich to make it. You have to be talented. And yeah. They say talent's dead. It's all about the popularity. Yeah, I wasn't popular, nor that work, lit, that, nor hey, rich. that work ethic too, though. That work ethic. That's all it is, bro. I show everybody around me I'm dedicated. Talent got turned into the word heart. Yeah, exactly. You don't have heart. Exactly. And that's all it was, bro. Like, I had investors since day one, bro. Like, even my, my nigga High Vibrations, like, he took me everywhere. He put me to my studios. He paid for my studio sessions, you know, for no reason. Then he put me and had me performing at shows, you know. Then when I started doing videos and shit like that, and even when I told you about B-King, you know, he put me on with production and gave me my radio. Like, every single person I told you about, you know, has put me in a position and helped me. And I like to tell everybody watching, it takes me to work hard, but there are people out here who would do it. They told me, L- they said LA was a grimy place, bro. They said this shit grimy. And when I came out here, everybody successful who I met put me in a position to do something good. And I met great people out here. So it's like, that's cap, bro. Like you around the wrong people, for real, for real. Yeah. And I hear people say like, who are you around? But it's literally that scenario like that. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a part of it, too. Like, where do you belong? Because what I learned about L.A. was, fuck the talent. Can you outwork somebody? You know what I'm saying? But I came out here against niggas who had red cameras and, you know, black magic cameras, all types of shit. I had a little Sony, bro. And, you know, I would do, I would just work harder. I stayed longer. I, you know, I wasn't chopping up the models on set. I wasn't smoking and drinking with y'all niggas. I couldn't kick it with y'all. One of the first things I learned at L.A. is that when a nigga comes up to you at a party that you're working at and he tells you drink or chill... The first thing he does to you when you leave, hey man, I let you chill with the girls. I let you, I let you drink, bro. You were, you were vibing out, bro. Like it, it, it just, he just made it seem like I was kicking it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, hell, and I was working, and I never did that, but like, I bring people with me. You guys, Blake or whoever, I'd be like, hey, don't sit down. Whole time we here, do not sit down. They're like, nigga, yeah. what kind of rule is that? Do not sit down, because yeah. the first time you fucking sit down, niggas gonna look at you like you the homie. And then as soon as they do that. Exactly. Prices cut everything, bro. That shit lame. So I don't I don't even sit down, you know. These days I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little bossed up, so I fuck around and sit down, but that's cause I'm that's now I'm finally running my own production. I'm doing my own shit. I'm getting paid to do this shit. They coming to me. But in those days, hell nah, bro. I worked for niggas. I worked, I'm not even gonna say who, but I've worked for niggas in the hills, dude, doing parties who have bands who looked me dead in my eye and told me they didn't have shit in their account, flipped around their phone and showed me they don't have shit in their account to pay me for today. At all, and I'm like, you, you had me come out here, and they yeah. say some shit like, "Oh, I got you the Uber out here." What? 
you owe me four hundred dollars. Where's it at? Like I know for like in like early days, I know I know a nigga so petty. He owe me a hundred dollars. This is how early. This is two years ago. I'm still on that, and I'm not a petty nigga, but I still want my. I'll fuck owe you twenty dollars and stop being your friend. Like bro, just pay me. It's back, just a bro. respect, bro. This grown ass man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He 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 had me come out to a party. He had me filming shit. I did a lit upload the next day. Like I said, I'm hungry early in LA, so I'm doing everything. And how I got into that party, it was a Kanye West um uh, Kitsy Ghost party, and the same nigga who put me on all the shit in life from you know high, this high vibrations nigga. He yeah. literally was like, "It's a party across the street," and you know my name Turtle. I'm not like that. I don't be like party all that shit. I'm already like hell now. Nah. So there's a reason why I'm like that. You know? He's like, "We finna go in there. It's LA, bro. Everybody got designer all this shit." I'm like, "No, this two years ago. This is not me today." You know? I'm like, "Damn, I don't want to do this shit." You know? He like, "Nah, we finna go in." So we all start walking over to this party, and the girl, she was like, "What's your names?" They got the list. It's a mansion party. We in, you know, we right off Melrose, but it's like. Mansion party. And she's like, this is for the Kanye West Kids He Goes Listening Party. And I'm thinking Kanye in there. I'm like, oh, we in this hoe now. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, we I'm like, here, take, take yeah, take down to the So she really takes on our email and our Instagram. I'm not realizing they're geniuses for that in the first place because they weren't charging for the party. They just took information down, which information no, is a data new currency. Is, data is, is, is fucking currency right now. Yes. Why do so, you think all these companies are selling our data and exactly. all that shit? So that's how she did take the info down. So then I go in that party. And I end up seeing like, bro, the people I met in that party and the people I met Murrow's that week, I know like almost all of them today, you know? Yeah. And we all have went up in different ways. Like some of them ended up having big fashion brands, big TV show, big placements, all this shit, bro. Crazy. Like, and that's why I'm saying like LA is great for that because like energies are all mingling, you know? So shit could just happen like that. But this guy in particular, I thought he was like this boss nigga, had a mansion, all this shit. So I'm like, man, I'm finna do this shit. Da-da-da. I get to chopping up with him. He's like, come back tomorrow, shoot this, shoot that, da-da-da. I'm gonna pay you. I'm blah, blah, blah. So I literally do it for a hundred dollars thinking he cool, he lit. I'm gonna, you know, work through yeah. bro and meet people. Hell no, I nigga owe me money, didn't do this shit, and you, this is some LA ass shit. But that's all. But you you learn a valuable lesson from shit like that too. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Super valuable shit, bro. I, bro. I I learned from that shit. Uh, bro, I love it. I'm inspired, dude. We're like an hour and a half in right now. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, Hell bro. Like, I feel no, like no, we touched on a lot of we shit. We definitely didn't get all this shit done in one podcast, bro. This is impossible. You're talking to me here. Like you're gonna have to come back. And, yeah, yeah. We, we no, like, you know. Coming back round two is I wanna my my really go my goal is to really mm-hmm. like become super like the the podcast become big yeah and then I circle back and do yeah. a round two with everybody who showed exactly. love and came when we I'll were I'll be more shit. media training like, shit we were doing you know but I do want to shout out BL because we didn't get to that point BL put me on with a lot of the shit with the label with a lot of the shit that I did early on with little Key bro with things I did Gunna for shoots uh, things I did with just anything you could think bro uh, Thug bro like he, bro like, I didn't hear I didn't hear about Lil Key well, I'm not I heard about Lil Key I didn't hear about Peso Peso till you oh yeah I mean we didn't even get talk about like, that like I said said I'm watching. Sauce Walker come up when I was in Houston, yeah. bro. And now I'm working with TSA. And I know you were at, like, you were with Peso Peso when the fucking shootout should happen, right? We not gonna talk about that. We not gonna talk about that. We not gonna talk about that. Shit get crazy. Though. Yeah, I, yeah, nah, yeah. I was like, who's this Peso Peso dude? Then I see him on No Jumper. I'm like, yo, Turtle really and see, on some you, shit. You see, you see what's funny about that? You'll see Beat King on No Jumper. You'll see uh, Peso on No Jumper. You'll see these Man. connections, bro, and you'll realize that I'm literally everywhere. And I don't say that to be cocky, bro. I say that because I told you in the beginning of this podcast, it was nothing going on in my life. I created all this shit, bro. I made all this shit happen. Even like working with TSF. Shout out to T Glazer, bro. That's who put me on with TSF. But it's like a funny story. Like I'm working with Soldier Boy one night through the label. I'm a, we gonna wrap this shit up, but I gotta tell this part. So yeah, do you think? I'm working with Soldier Boy one night, and um, the label actually sends me to um, Paramount Studios. 
And they're like, you finna work tonight, blah, 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 blah. And this funny story, I ended up working for Kwando and Soulja Boy back to back. So I was already on some like shit. Like I was like, whoa, this is crazy. This is, you know, hella early. <laughs> so, but um, and yeah, Kwando, that that's different. But anyways, so I'm working with Soulja Boy and he like, he look at me, bro. This is like I said, I started making beats sampling this nigga. So why I took that particular night so serious, I'm like, bro, this is like, full circle shit. I get to see Man. all these things happen, bro, from, like I said, I, I get to work with TSF from seeing them come up, work with BL from, from watching him, work with No Jumper from watching them. I'm very close to my inspirations. So when I'm looking at this shit, bro, it's like, it's just crazy to me. So anyways, fuck, hold on. What was I just saying? What was I just saying? Uh, Soldier, you were with Soulja. Right, so I was with Soldier, and this nigga looked me in my eye, and he's like, little bro, we ain't here till 8 a.m. I was like, 8 a.m., bro, yeah. it's already 9, it's 9 p.m. the night before, but he just got out of jail the hour before. So he literally, like, hit the label type shit, like, I'm on my way to the studio. They're like, bet we're going to send the camera crew, da-da-da. So I'm like, I'm, like, I'm around one of my inspirations while he's coming off the energy and just being locked up for some months, you know? And he's just lit. He's like, yeah, we finna go crazy, da-da-da. I'm filming for him. He's rapping into my camera. He's giving me energy. He's a great, I, I don't care what nobody say about Soulja Boy, that nigga's a great energy. Bro, he, boy, he, he go, sounds like go, he's bro. capping 24-7 but he's not. He was like, man, all this money, all this weed here, this shit, this he shit y'all's. He was like, he was like, y'all can have all this shit here, bro. This, this y'all shit. He just vibing. Everybody can drink, smoke, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Then he's like, you know, with me, he like, I'm gonna follow you, nigga. And I'm gonna follow your shit. I was like, cap, because I hear that all day. I'm like, cap, you know, you ain't gonna follow me. He like, we finna shoot all night. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cap, that shit not gonna happen, you know. So I'm working with the nigga. He's shooting. We're getting videos, all types of shit. And I ended up uh, waking up the next morning to Soldier Boy liking all my posts on Instagram. All, like, I just, it's nothing but Soldier Boy. I'm Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy. I'm like, damn. And he followed yeah, me. He wasn't capping. And then he followed me. He was not capping. And I never even told him, like, bro, your inspiration. I look up to you. He was just being a real nigga. Because to be honest, like, looking back on it, that's what artists are supposed to do. Especially if it's a young nigga in the room who's hungry. You see, he stay with you all night. The yeah. least you could do is give the nigga a follow. Especially oh. you see, he dope, you know? Yeah. And then that shit like that gives you energy. To go oh him. man, it gave me because he reposted my page. He reposted me, like so. The nigga, yeah, this is a plastic. So he, he reposted my page, followed me, liked my post. I was just like, bro, you just gave me like the ultimate, like you know. Yeah. And I'm on his Instagram, so I'm like, bro, that's fire, bro. So shout out to Soldier Boy, shout out to Big Draco. You know what I'm saying? That nigga, real, yeah, bro. Nah, it's a, it's shot, a lot of more shit nah, we're gonna bro. talk about, but we got no. It's about small wins, bro. Like, see, like in in the grand scheme of things, that didn't really mean nothing. Like, Soldier Boy didn't put you on, nah, but yeah, that little sure. win of you, that that little bit of uh, like attention he showed you, that energy, like that gave you drive to keep I'm, keep going and I'm big ultimately get circle, to your goal. Bro. You know what I mean? I'm big on full circle, and I feel like everything comes full circle. You know, nah. so like when you put something on the universe. Just watch how that shit comes full circle. I, I feel do. like this episode is like a fucking full circle, pretty much. You could, this whole no, this, us it, even doing this, not like, for right sure, here. because it took so many pieces to come together, bro. We like this last thing I'm gonna say before I end this podcast. Your parents, when they had you, did not picture you here. My parents, with me, when they had yeah. they, 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 they never knew each other. Our parents did not know each other. Did not they different parts of the world? Your people came from fucking Bosnia, nigga. Yeah. Like my people did not come from there. So we looking at this shit, bro, and we 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 got to know this shit is that is supposed to happen, bro. Even like when they say a baby's born, it's like a chance of like one in seven billion. Like it's some crazy shit. Like every single move that we've taken in our lives, and every single every single decision we made, it led us to this point. Even me not editing this video like I was supposed to during this podcast because I talked too fucking much and I thought I could, but I'm not that cool. So. <laughs> nah, bro. Thank you for doing this, bro. This, not for sure. This means a lot to me, dude. Real shit. Uh, I know this is like your first time even. Come on, you said a lot of things that are That's really why I like talk too fucking much because I'm not media trained. You and, said nah. You said a lot of things that if people you. I, <laughs> Yeah, this is like, nah, I think people are going to appreciate this, bro. I think fans of you are going to appreciate this. Um, 
I'm, I just want to say, like, I got you, bro. I'm inspired by you. Like, real shit. I, got, I have certain friends that, like, certain people in my life that fucking, that really motivate me. And it's yeah. even past, like, it's, just, it's that drive, bro. That's really what it is. I, I'm inspired by hunger. I'm inspired by other people. I'm happy to see people win. Like, and, and if, if somebody's dope, I'm going to tell them they're dope. That's what it is. 100%. Bro, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. What's up? You ain't going to be a <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Hey yo, yeah, no, thank I you for having it. us again, bro. Yeah, let's wrap this shit up. We this shit, has been fucking. LA. Yeah, this Go has ahead. been season see, episode two of season two, bro. I, the intro, we came in a little hot on the intro. I think, I think the audio might be a little fucked up. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. We are gonna say fuck it. We are gonna chop it up. We are gonna drop this shit regardless. Even if we got it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We gotta. We might have to cut your. I don't know. We might have to cut the intro and be like, yeah, we gonna figure it out. We're you know be- what's crazy? Last, 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 last yeah, thing. Yeah, nah, you good, you good. I just remembered how I really met Yuri. This is why it's just important. It was a mistake he made. I just remembered. He had an interview, because what you said, he had an interview, I think it was, I don't know who the artist was, but he fucked up the audio. And Adam said, audio's fucked up for the interview. Y'all can thank at Harmonious Yuri. Yeah. So when he tagged him, I went to his page and like, who's Yuri? You know, then I started seeing his YouTube. Then I started finding oh, his content. Wow. Then I started so be, be It was all because like of an accident he made that be was actually shit. allowed me to write myself and his shit, which allowed him to write me into their shit. Like, bro. Nah. Full circle. So yeah, shout I out. Love to that. Me. Love that. That's a great spot to leave him at. For sure. We thank you guys for fucking tuning in. Thank you once again, bro, for having us. Episode two. Um, episode two of season two. This has been, this has been Y'all crazy. Y'all go drink some Mountain Valley water. I came fucking two th- over 2,000 miles to make this happen. This is, oh, this yeah. is really for you guys, man. So we Facts. hope you enjoyed this shit. A lot, a lot of dope guests on the way. Stay tuned, man. We, I, I, can't, I, can't, I don't care if I'm in LA right now. I don't care where I'm at. Check out fucking artists from the 757, dude. That's really, that's really home base for the show. Facts. We nah, made an facts. exception to come out. We don't really do this. But yeah, it's, about, it's still about a 757, man. Facts. Nah, for sure. And also, shout out to Future Cell Mirror and Future Turtle, because them niggas is rich as shit. Come on. Come on. I like that. We thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. And um, catch you next time. Peace. Bet. Bro, that was hard as shit. I got <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> for sure.